Blog Talk Radio. From all over the world, people are beginning to come together to join hands and to give praise to our Lord. From every denomination, we are breaking down the barriers that have kept us apart for so long. Together, we are all members of one body. Because of the blood of Jesus, we have now become the people of God. With our lips, let us say one confession. With our hearts, hold to one truth alone. Because He has erased our transgression. He's named us and called us His own. His very own. Where the people of God Called by His name Called from the dark And delivered from shame One holy race Saints everyone Because of the blood of Christ Jesus the Son Again, as I said last show, isn't that a powerful, powerful message? How true can you start off a show? How 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 better can you start off a show with the truth so profound? 
I mean, folks, that is what it's all about. We truly, truly, truly are the people of Yah, called by his name, called from the dark, delivered from shame. One holy, holy race, saints, everyone. That's the real race, y'all, right there. That's the real race. That's what the Father acknowledges, that race that is now born of the Spirit. Because, you know, we can't tell races other ways now because we're so mixed. We only know the Israelites because of prophecies that be on the Israelites. But otherwise, we wouldn't even be able to tell them, brothers and sisters, pretty much Gentiles and Jews, the way race things work now. The way the people divide up on the earth is pretty much Jew and Gentile, Israelites and Gentiles. That's pretty much it. Because everybody is so mixed. But then the Father come along and send Christ. And now we have a new race through the blood of Christ, through our identity in the Spirit. The Bible talks about how we've been basically erased. We've been placed in Christ. Our identity is hid, as the Scriptures say. It's the truth, brothers and sisters. We are the people of Yah. Wow. Wow. The Bible says we are dead. That's the whole purpose of baptism. That's what it symbolizes. What happened? Part of us don't exist anymore. The Bible says old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Do you believe it? That's the question. Do you believe old things have passed away? Or are we still stuck in the old thing, old flesh, old identity, old black people, old white people, whatever mankind has created this social construct? Or, or do you believe we really, as the scriptures say, all things have passed away, old things have passed away, behold, all things are new. You know, I'm baffled sometimes by the saints, by how much we talk about this flesh, this, this, this flesh. Even the Hebrew thing, how much we really talk about it. I'm pretty brothers and sisters. There's a part of us that is born again. When do we talk about that? Goodness, goodness. Well, well, folks, tonight, tonight. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Five Sweet Strong Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we've been doing this every Sunday night. Then, of course, we have Monday night shows, as well as Thursday night shows. But on Sundays, we deal with this idolatry. We deal with these, these, these systemic lies in the world that's controlling nations of people, that's controlling, controlling billions of minds, a system of lies, vicious, evil lies created by Satan, not white folks, Satan, not so-called white people. Remember, there's not a people based upon skin color. We deal on Sunday nights with these lies, 
where people come in and erase reality and create a brand new truth. People under the influence of Satan, satanic people, an elite group of people led by Satan, put lies in the earth, redefine all truth, it seems, where power is concerned. We're talking about the lies that we call white supremacy. This notion that that whites are superior, that white countries are first, that anything the white man does is better and superior in any way. Folks, if it's said in any way that they're superior, that's what we're dealing with on Sunday night. More specifically, we deal with this in the parameters of a book that's being written by myself, Seth Turner, founder of the Five Smooth Stones. And the name of this book is The Myths of White Supremacy, Our World's Ruling covert ruling religion one more time the myths of white supremacy are our world's covert ruling religion it really is our world's covert ruling religion you might not like that some of y'all are Christians and uh, Muslims or whatever you don't like somebody else saying the world ruling religion but folks I promise you many of us have worshipped the Father even through the lens of white supremacy. <laughs> no, folks. The book title is correct. The myths and the lies of white supremacy are our world's covert root in religion. And that's what we've been talking about on Sunday nights. Okay, right here on the Five Smooth Stone Network. I want to, first of all, before I get busy here, and Brother Kenwood is in the house, I see him. I welcome my brother. Come to you in a second. I want to. Say hello, greetings, shalom to our brothers and sisters in the uh, diaspora, or diaspora, how we pronounce it. Our brothers and sisters scattered out the four corners, Israelites, uh, that, uh, whose foreparents were indeed fulfilling prophecies when the Father scattered them from the land of Israel. And we were scattered into all Four corners. If you're listening to this show tonight, because I know we have over 30 countries listening, I just want to welcome you home, which is called this Five Smooth Stone Network, home for you these next two hours. You are with your brothers and sisters on this network. Feel free to chime in, chat on our chat line, uh, on our chat board. The chat room is open. They ask questions there. All you guys to log on to the site, as well as you can ask questions if you want to. If any of you have trouble with calling the phone line, you can't force the call. Just hit me up at Seth S E T H S is in Sam C R E T H dot M is in Mary dot Turner at Gmail. Again, Seth. S-E-T-H dot M dot Turner at Gmail. And you can 
get a free uh, invite to the show. You'll click on the link in your, in your email. It'll be a link I'll send you. Once you click on that link, you can listen to the show for free. You have to call in the number, all right? That's for our brothers and sisters scattered abroad throughout uh, this earth in this diaspora uh, by the Father. So tonight, hopefully this show will encourage you and hopefully you can rid yourself of white supremacy that I believe is global. It's in a lot of us. So having said that, I just want to remind everybody of what we believe in. We believe in there is one higher power whom the world called God. We like to more specifically call him Yah or Yahweh. Yash, uh, Yahweh, a lot of people call him Yahweh. Most, a lot of us now call him Yah, the Most High. And uh, we believe in his son, that he sent to the earth. Scripture says, the son said, I'll go. According to Apostle Paul, been coming from the fire on this show, but his account is that he said, Lo, I'll go. According to the book of Hebrews, he came, the son came to this earth, died, sacrificed, sacrificed brothers and sisters, his life. And we're thankful for Yeshua. Again, he's known by many names as well. Yahweh, Yahshua. More popular throughout the world, he's known as Jesus. So, brothers and sisters, again, we believe in this. Yeshua is Jesus. It's Yahweh Shai came to the earth. We believe his name was changed, his image was changed, again, to create this whole philosophy of white supremacy. This is why I say all of us are affected because most of the world called him Jesus, Messiah Jesus, and there was no J in the Hebrew. His name couldn't have been Jesus, but creation of white supremacy created this white this name Jesus. Yes, it did. Don't be offended, brothers and And they created a white image at the same time. So they pretty much took the glory away from the Savior, the true Savior, who was a dark-skinned man. Not that it matters, but it does matter if you're going to be lying about it. We don't put too much emphasis on it until people start trying to say it was white. Then we got to go create that lie. we got to correct that lie. But it wasn't a white man, dark-skinned man that came to this earth. Uh, scriptures speak of his, uh, his identity. Won't go into that. But more important, his name was changed, image was changed to make way for a white image and uh, uh, the name Jesus and the promotion of an entire different being. So yes, we believe Christ came to this earth, lived, died, all the things that the scriptures say. We just don't believe but his image was that of a white man who don't believe his name was originally Jesus. But we know you're talking about, and the name Jesus is more than welcome on the show because, again, we know you're talking about. After all, the scripture says, brothers and sisters, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. So people ain't going to always say it in Hebrew. If every tongue I'm going to play this song in the background, the people of God, because that's who we are. That's where I'm going with this intro right here. But, folks, every knee shall bow, 
every tongue confess that he is Lord, he is King. Everybody's going to have to go through him. So they're going to say it in different ways and different languages. So everybody's not going to say the Hebrew name, Yahshua. They're going to say whatever language they're in. So if they're from America, they will most likely say Jesus. Even though those that came meant it for bad, there are those that's going to be calling on the true Messiah. All right, and while I'm at it, there are going to be those that call on the other Messiah, and if they find out he's a black man, they don't want to worship him. Those people are not calling on the Messiah at all. They are calling on the image of themselves. And this is the staunch white supremacist. These are those people that really is into white supremacy, even more hardcore than a lot of us. Because if he happens to be a black man, they don't even want him. That's how you know. That's how you check your heart. Believe me, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of people that want nothing to do with so-called Christianity or following Christ once they find out what he really looked like. So that means they really weren't born again in the first place. And I believe that's the great falling of the way, but we can get into that another time. So let's go ahead and go to the phone line and bring on Brother Kenwin Castleberry all the way from the state of Texas. And uh, let's get the phone line. Eric code 903. Two seven nine, brother Kenwin, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, man. How y'all doing? It's good to be in. Yes, brother. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Um, been doing a little, uh, little meditation, just thinking about the word, thinking about the Father, um, things that were said. But uh, looking forward to your show, man. Yeah, man. Well, I hope so. And because uh, we try hard, brother, uh, brother, I promise you, everything that goes forward, pretty much, people, these are brothers and sisters, not just the Brother King when I'm talking, but to, but to everybody call us. We try our best on this network to lift up the Most High, His Word, and to uh, put things out there that we know for sure. Again, we are that network to talk about things that the Father really is saying and declaring, but you're just not going to hear these things in your churches, not to knock the churches, because they're doing a good job on the things they do talk about in most cases. But we talk about things on this network that the Father really is saying, but you just can't hear in a lot of our churches, most of our churches, I would say, and you're not going to hear them in your religious institutions, just like tonight. The myths of white supremacy are our world's covert ruling religion. You're not going to hear that in your churches. It's a religion, folks. Have you ever heard somebody say that in your churches? It has all the tenets of a religion. It has laws. It has belief system. It has people devoted to it. It has martyrs, people that would die for it. It has people that preaches it, people that have put images about it up, anything the disciples did to promote what Christ taught, there are people doing the exact same thing for white supremacy. What did the disciples do? They taught, 
so does the disciples of white supremacy. They teach. They was this doctrine was taught by all creeds and colors. So is this doctrine taught by all creeds and colors. There were people that was martyred for teaching Christ. There are people that have been martyred coming against this doctrine. Yes, there have been. There have been people that died to promote white supremacy, to fight against blacks trying to come to their school, so-called blacks trying to integrate this, so-called black any. There's all types of people willing to get a life to stop the advancement of so-called black people, which is white supremacy. There are people that have died for it. Folks, they have folks that teach this nonstop. They have universities that teach this, just like we have churches that teach this. They have churches, literal churches, that teach this, just like we have churches that teach about Christ. They have this people in the same church location teaching white supremacy. It's a religion. They have certain things you do, you don't. They have almost commandments, certain things you never should let a black man do, certain things you should never let a so-called black man, a black woman do. It's a religion, and they even have their own savior. They have their own savior. Well, who is he? He's fictitious. He's made up. He's a white Jesus. It's made up. It's not biblical. Now, we worship that in ignorance, but we really, our hearts, most of us, our hearts is really towards the most high. And I think the Father honors that. But there are some people, they're not worshiping that savior if he's a black man. And if they find out they're not, no, they're no longer devoted. So who is they really devoted to? That image. So if you tell them Yeshua was a dark man, they're not going to hang him up in the church because they're devoted to that white man. Black people, so-called black people, I could use that term. We try not to group people based upon color on this show. I have to say this so you all know who I'm talking about because you don't know our definition yet. Brothers and sisters, people listening under the sound of my voice, some of which is dark-skinned, if they thought Christ was dark, it would put a bad taste in their mouth because they've been programmed he's white. So when you say he's a dark-skinned man, they're quick to say it don't matter. But they want to switch the topic because you hit the nerve inside of them. And when they find out, there's some dark-skinned people that don't want to have nothing to do with it. I think they're more apt to accept that they're not white brothers, so-called white brothers and sisters, because a lot of them just, he don't look like them, so they just, if he, if he don't look like them, they just can't accept it. 
But us so-called black people have been living with these images on our walls. Our grandmothers and grandfathers have been living uh, with these images on their walls and churches and even around our necks, some of us. Some of us even have tattoos of this white image, especially Catholics. But folks, that is not really initially that wasn't put out, that wasn't supposed to be the Savior. That was supposed to be the Savior. They were changing his image to whiteness. In his name, they change it to honor Zeus, Jesus. A lot of history behind the name Jesus. And it's not to knock the Savior, the Messiah, it's not to take one ounce of glory from the scriptures. Yes, he came, he lived, he died, the miracles, everything, Mary's, everything. We're not changing none of that. We're just here to tell you tonight in this presentation, the white supremacy is nothing to play with. This belief system, this religion has its own savior. Brother Kenwood, tonight I'll All right, talk to, I'll talk to you, me. The first thing I'll ask you is, what do you think about everything you've heard since the show started? Any questions, comments on anything you've heard? Uh, well, I think that, uh, well, no, actually I'm just kind of taking a note and listening carefully to what you're saying. And I'm really um, told myself even before this show how I, uh, I want to be open. I want to be just taking in information um, that you put now give you a very fair trial to plead your case uh, because I well I thought I kind of knew your position but I was kind of wrong and but what you have said thus far I've been kind of just listening and understanding it was exactly you're you're up against it's a it's a big wall brother but um, but to see your method in trying and what you're talking about now, I, um, I'm just kind of listening to it, man. Uh, but no, no comments right now about that. Well, let me go ahead. Let me, let me say this. Let me say this about it being a wall. It is a wall, and it had to be the wall that it is to break down mankind, because mankind already have evil people. Mankind already have vicious people. How is a group of people that is not even formed as an ancient people going to dethrone regular everyday people? How are they going to be more evil? How can one man be more evil and rule over him for hundreds of years? How can you trick your neighbor let alone Seem like your neighbor get the best of you sometimes, then you get the best of him, go back and forth. That's what, what's been going on since Adam. But for somebody to rule over you for a long time, they've got to have something extra. And the father oh, yeah. said, the father said, he would utter his judgment against Israel by bringing the people from the north. And he what they would do. And they're doing it. 
so, it seems to me that whatever their craft is or whatever their policy is that we read the other night, it really is the Father working through them. You say, that's, that's saying the Father doing evil. I don't know about that. Evil is doing something unmerited like the Father just go kill some people with no for no reason. I don't know that I would classify this evil. If the Father say this is going to happen to you, that is going to happen to you. Now, does he turn them over to Satan? And he already know what Satan's going to do, probably. But he still let his hand of protection up. So I can't give these people too much credit. White supremacy is not theirs. Mr. White Man, Mr. White Woman, white supremacy you don't own. You just benefit from it. Just because you benefit from it don't mean you authored it. That's the mistake the world, including white people themselves, make. They think it's their might. We think it's their might. So we give them more credit than we're supposed to. And really and truly, we don't realize it, but we're actually worshiping them when you do that. That is a form of worship. We're paying homage to something they didn't do. Now, if the Father never said he would do none of this stuff that we're going through, and they just out of the clear book come and get us, put us in slave ships, break up our homes, do all the things, control our bodies, work us from sun up to sun down, and the Father never said any of this, then we can say it's these white people. It's these white people. Lord God Almighty, it's these white people. We can't give that to them. And I will not give that to them. I will not worship them. They're mere men that the Father has used for a season. And I think that season is up. Again, one more time for those of you tuning into the show. Again, thank you for tuning into the Five Sports Network. Tonight we're dealing with white supremacy on Sunday nights. We always do it tonight. We're talking about the upcoming book by myself, Seth Turner, found the Five Sports Network. The name of the book is The Myths of White Supremacy. The Myths of White Supremacy are our world's covert ruling religion. So tonight, we're going to talk about some solutions to this religion, how to dethrone it in our minds and our spirits. It, 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 this, this, uh, that part of us that we're going to talk about how to rid ourselves of it. But I've got to make sure folks know that it's even in them. What is a solution if you don't think it even relates to you? So I'm going to hit shortly, not as long as we normally do, about how it's inside of us and, and you, the listener. In most cases, talk about it. I think most people in the sound of my voice is affected by it. I believe it with every fiber of my being. I'm talking about non-white people. So, again, it's the most high. If he the one allowed this, the, the evil one to put this lie out there, he the one that can stop it. Brother Kenwood, if he started it, he can stop it. Uh, it's, not well. hopeless. It, it, it's not hopeless if he started it. If he, the Most High, said, I'm going to put you in a slave ship. This is what's going to happen. You're going to be put in slave ships. 
you get you 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 won't enjoy your children. You won't enjoy your wives. Another nation going to come from the north and take them. You mourn all the days of your life. This is if Israel walk in rebellion again. If they walk in obedience, it's the extreme opposite. They'll be blessed and lend to nations and not borrow. It'll be the head and not the tail. Everything they would do would be blessed. The blessings is short. It's only verses Deuteronomy 21 through 15 because pretty much anything they go to do is going to be blessed. There's no need to talk about that 64 verses. You only need about two or three verses to say everything going to be blessed. So everything they're going to do and touch is going to be blessed. And they will rule over all nations, literally all nations, the top. They will lend to nations, not borrow, if they walk in the blessing. But no nation on this planet is walking like that. So this is why we look at the curses. Brothers and sisters, the Father says certain things that will happen. So if he say these things can happen, he go get these people that literally worship, some of them admired or either worship, even worship black people initially before they really became a powerhouse up there in Europe. How are you going to put all this on them? They couldn't have came up. You say, well, brother, they tarred and feathered us. All oh, those people did some things to us, brother, I don't know. They did some things to us that nobody do. Well, if you swallow the, 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 the teachings of white supremacy and you really believe that we are animals and we're just property of yours, you can do that to your property. Show me what they did, and I'll tell you the teaching that go along with it. Well, they had sex with our wives, and they, well, that's because they figured those were our wives belonged to them. I'm not trying to justify what they're doing. I'm trying to show you they was acting on a lie that Satan put in their hearts. And as long as you believe something, you're going to act on whatever it is you believe. They believe you guys are our property. We're superior to you. You're nobody. They believed that lie. They believed it. When you believe that, just like a lot of black folks believe some of those same lies and they do some of the craziest things to each other, that's what you do to niggas. You mistreat them. They're just niggas. Just like black folks say to each other. Who you think you are, nigga? You ain't nobody. You start talking too proper or trying to aspire to do certain things to certain neighborhoods, you could lose your life. Who you think you are talking all proper, nigga, coming off the mirror? You ain't nobody. Black mamas telling their babies when they try to come home and do with a good report card. And they maybe disagree with them over the summer. They maybe they little child correct their English or something. They get embarrassed. They say, "Who you think you are? You ain't gonna be nothing. You can be just like your daddy, little nigga." We say ugly, ugly, ugly things to our children when they try to aspire. I'm talking about ignorant people, ignorant black people. We're waking up, but we used to do it. A lot of our parents used to do that kind of crap. You ain't going to be nothing anyway. You ain't going to be nothing. Who do you think you are? That same language, just like the white man. And there's some people that can go and they've done crazy stuff to old ladies, men, boys, old 
did crazy, crazy stuff to old ladies in our neighborhood. There's crazy stuff being done right now to black men, black men to black men, saying crazy stuff. People taking your life over stepping on your feet. We talk about the white man because he put us and hung us. That was more gruesome. True. It was. But look at Rwanda. Black people, so-called dark-skinned people, melanated people, have done already gruesome things to each other, especially when they get older, white supremacists. White supremacists say you ain't nothing, and you can believe it without no white people around. Satan got to be the author of white supremacy. I will not give it credit. It's too successful. It's too powerful. It's too long. Its longevity is crazy. There's nothing hit the earth atmosphere, I don't think, as wicked as white supremacy. I can't give that to a mere Man, I can't. Yes, white people benefit. They do benefit. And it makes you think they're created because they benefit. But I don't know about that. A lot of times people, when they want to control you, they'll let one nation, one group of people, or one employee thinking they're getting some more than the other employee just to divide both of them. So it don't mean that the person that's benefiting, the employee that's benefiting, got anything to do with it. I don't see white people that powerful. I don't care who you call name now. I don't, J. Edgar Hoover, I don't see him that powerful. Willie Lynch, I don't see him that powerful. I just don't. I think they believe lies, the myths of white supremacy. They believe the lies. And that happens to be those lies became a system. And that system Satan is now our world's covert, it's a secret, covert ruling religion. My, 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 my. Hey, hey, brother Phil. Go right here. Uh, I, I would like to add into what you're saying, man. Uh, do you feel like America is, is blessed by God? I think for a season, yes, America was called. I don't know if I like the word blessed, but America was called to be the vicious thing it is, just like Nebuchadnezzar was called. Many times the Father used wicked people, wicked nations to do certain things on the earth because the earth has turned their back on him, and he called them. I think it was Jeremiah 16, 16, I believe. Where uh, 16 to 15, when, I'm, uh, when he says to Israel, he is going to call all of the families, kingdoms of the north. He literally called all of the kingdoms of the north down to Jerusalem to do destruction, to harm, to kill, to take to ravish. He called them. He called them. So, if you look at Europe and they're prospering because they don't want to stole all that stuff and took stuff and took slaves and all that, 
and you say to me, do you think Europe is blessed by America? I don't know if I call that blessed. I just say they was called to do something. That's what I would say. What do you think? Well, if, if there's a supreme, then there has to be a polar opposite. Uh, do you do you believe um, that black people are cursed? I don't like to wear black. I don't like new stuff because new stuff gets you in trouble. It's only going to go. Af- African American. I believe African Americans are Israelites, and they are they were cursed to come to America. They were cursed to have their stuff taken. They were cursed to be scattered. Um, Israel was cursed to be scattered. That's poor country. Not just us. We have sister tribes all over. So I believe we're the people of the Bible, and I believe we're living out all. If you're living out Deuteronomy 28, 28, verses 16 through 64, or 68, I think it is, bruh, that's a cursing upon your nation. But individually, I don't buy that. I don't buy your curse individually. Because if you obey the Father, he will honor your, your, your belief. Excuse me, if you obey the Father, if, if for instance, he says, if you keep your mind on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. I believe that. Individually, you can have that and be in Babylon or whatever, wherever you're in captivity, America, wherever. He says, if you pray in faith, believing. Some people walk with the Father, so they got faith, they trust the Father. Guess what? I believe their faith, if they pray and they believe and they shall receive. Remember, the Bible we read is by powerful, powerful people doing great and mighty, mighty things in the middle of their America. They was in the middle of their America. Their people was in captivity. Their women was taken by these other kings when they was in Babylon. Yes, when they was in Egypt, miracles done. While the people was suffering, the Father was doing things in certain households with the Gentiles and Jews. So while your nation is in captivity, don't mean you have to be. This is why I don't buy a lot of the Hebrews or like the young people that are coming forth saying we curse, yes, curse, 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 curse. And that's all they want to talk about. And they seem to glory in the fact we curse. I had invited some people to listen to this show tonight from Neely Fuller Group. The Neely Fuller Group. Neely Fuller is the one that talks about uh, uh, white supremacy, similar to the way I talk about it. And he has a, a, a mentee or a person, he, a mentor to uh, uh Francis Chris Wilson, that's her mentor, Neely Fuller. And they talk about white supremacy being in every aspect of life, just like I do. But they think it's based because of white genetic survival. They're trying to survive. And that might be true on a surface level. I can't knock Neely Fuller and Francis Chris Wilson in that whole philosophy. I can't knock it because I agree with them. But I think it's bigger than just white folks trying to genetically survive. I think okay. they're called they're called to do what they're doing. 
without them even knowing. That's why I tell the Egyptologists or those that study Kemet and all the Called by who, Phil? Say it again? Called by who? You mean who? Who you saying called? You said they was called. I was I was I asking agree. called by who? And I'm coming to you. I see some hands. We got a couple of hands up that popped up here, and I'm going to come to you here very shortly, brother. I believe with every fiber of my being that. Uh, oh, hold on. Let's go to the phone line because one of the hands I see you. Air code six seven eight six nine eight and air code six eight two four five two. I'm coming to you. I promise. Give me one second here. They were called by the Most High and showed it to you in Scripture many times where the Father said he would call a nation from the north, a wicked nation from the north. We can read Joel too, if you like. We can talk about this nation. He describes them, how they're going to be, what they're going to use, talking about their policy and all types of things they're going to use, their tools to dismantle our nation. They were called. The Bible said I was I will hiss, H-I-S-S, hiss. Hey, you, his to the nations of the north. They've come. They're here. And then he's going to make us like one big family at the end? No, no. He's not going to make ever the wicked and the righteous family. Never, ever. We're here to lead them to Christ, to to the Father of Christ, yes, true. But a lot of them we will not lead to, to the Christ. We will not lead to the Father. But I want you to stay mm-hmm. right there because you're asking some powerful truths. Please bring that up after these calls. But I don't know how long they've been holding. I don't want to have them holding it long. Okay. That's the phone lines. I don't know which one is first here, but Eric code 678-698. We'd like you to give us your uh, name you want to be called by, the city you're calling from, and most important these days, we want to know how did you hear about this show? So those three things, can you answer for us, please? Well, good evening, gentlemen, and uh, anyone else that's listening. Um, I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, how I found you is that because I'm also part of the uh, Blog Talk family or the okay. Blog Talk network. So from time to time, I, I you know just chime in or I listen to different shows, and uh-huh. every now and then I might hit the number one. Uh, so I found this kind of interesting. And so uh, my name is Michael. Okay. Okay, uh, Mike from Atlanta. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And what I found it interesting, just to start off, is that what you had said about uh, white supremacy, whether it exists or not exists, I think is what you said. And what effect does it have? But for me, it does exist. It's been existing for years, um, as uh, you know, because it still does. Um, I want to go back to something real quick. I'm trying to make this all. Real well, hold fast. on, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. I, I don't want to. Sure. I don't like to rush you. I'll give you a little talk for a little bit, but I want to correct something yes, you yes. said because you're building something. You're building something. The people are listening. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking the question of whether or not it exists or it, it exists or not. No, we know it exists. We're trying, trying to prove how it exists, and we don't think it's just in white folks, but it's in humanity. Proceed. Well, right. You've got a good point because, right, it exists, and then it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it, actually, it, 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 it actually grows within us. So what I want to say about it is that where 
you know, if you look at the history of it, you know, of uh, how black folks were treated or just any, you know, race was treated back when you go into the early history of Americas, okay, because I heard someone say something about America is it cursed. Well, yes, in a lot of ways, America is cursed, in my opinion. It is cursed because how America was created. It should be cursed. I'm not wishing it, but it should be because of how America was created. America has always been a violent country. People robbed, stole, steal from people who were here already, okay, and claimed it was theirs. The truth is out there, but people don't want to face the truth, right? Now, another thing I want to point out that that was mentioned was about uh, as far as black folks being cursed. You know, I think every nationality has some, you know, uh, negatives. You know, it shouldn't always be the black being uh, the negative. But uh, I remember years ago uh, when I was recording music and everything, and I remember the studio I used to go to, and the white guy that owned the studio said, hey, man, I want to apologize to you. I said, for what? It's out of the blue. He said, because he's very religious. I'm using that term, but he said, because I read in the Bible about where, and I, I, I want you to kind of like tell me if you know of this thing about in the Bible, because I don't know every verse. I don't know every chapter. He said, well, he said, I read where for all of the the harm, I guess it's not really the harm, but all the things that your forefathers did will be cursed upon you. And he said that, you know, he felt like that was him, that everything his forefathers did that was wrong to this particular race or people, that curse will go forward to the offspring. Are you aware of that? I don't know. But I remember him well, saying oh, 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 you, oh, you saying you saying he feel like his people are going to be cursed because of us? Is that what you're no, saying? No, he, he was saying, no. He was, he was saying to me, he said that what his people did back, you know, in slavery times or whatever, that the, the, the offspring of those folks who did those crimes, that curse basically will go to him and his offspring. You know, you know, you know, you know the term called karma, right? So that's the way he was explaining it. Now, yeah, I'm but what you're saying you, is that he, so what you're saying, so what you're saying is the, the the slave master, what he did to the blacks, that curse is going to be on on the on the slave master's children. Right. Well, the generations to come. That's what yeah, the that's way what it came over the right. right. Exactly. That's what I was just exactly. Saying, sir. And that's the well, way that's right. Exactly. You're on point. Yeah, yep. the scripture does say that. The scripture does say, but let me explain something, and, and then I'm going to have to go to another caller really quickly here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you calling, Mike. You answered to make some very good points. I really kind of like to ride with you a little longer, to be honest with you. So let's just see what happens here. We'll have to go to another call. Maybe I'll come back to you. Because on this okay. show, you can come in more, you, on this show, you can come in more than once. But there's many scriptures that said when Father take this group of people who we believe is us, 
these these people called Jews or Israelites. He was scattered throughout the four corners, and they would endure certain things. He spelled out what they're going to go through. And when we look at what he said they were going to go through in Deuteronomy 28 and in the book of Leviticus 26 and really throughout the whole Bible, but those chapters have a lot in it uh, com- compared to what we're talking about, uh, in reference to what we're talking about. But when we look at that, he's basically, the people that do this against us, they've done no wrong because the Father called him. Where they get in trouble with the Father, and they are, they did, they are in trouble with the Father, is they take it too far. Anything happens to black people that's not in Deuteronomy 28 that white people are doing, or let's say they're doing it too long, like the time is up and they're still doing it, this is why the, these folks are going to suffer. Now, I personally believe this. I think the Father in his infinite wisdom allowing their hearts to be wicked because he never really liked watching us suffer no way. We are his people. We are his firstborn. He never did delight in Jews or Israelites suffering from any people. He don't like it. It's something we chose. He after when you say we, when you say we, are you saying are you saying African Americans or all his people? Because all no no no. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Right now I'm talking about right now I'm talking about Jewish prophecies that to be on the Jews. I'm only talking about African Americans. I'm talking about certain people in South Africa certain people in West Africa, certain people in India, certain people in China, because he's scattered up the four corners, and there's a certain group of people in every one of those places I named going through exactly these particular problems. Not everybody got problems. So Leviticus 26 says you have it seven times harder. That's a good measuring stick right there. Go throughout the world, see who have it seven times harder, and you can pretty much say that's an Israelite. Pretty much seven times is a lot. Bible says exactly what we go through. I know everybody got pain. I know white folks got pain. I know everybody has suicide in their nations. I know everybody have. I already know, but do they have it mm-hmm. seven times worse? Do they have it seven times worse? So I just believe this: white people are in trouble. So-called white people, America, Britain. All these nations that held us captive, the reason they're in trouble, I think because the Father allowed them to go a little too far. Like Pharaoh, he hardened his heart to where they would push a little bit just so he could knock the crap out of them because he's tired of watching us suffer so long. So, yes, America is going to suffer. But Brother Ken would ask, is America cursed? I don't know that America was cursed during their heyday because the Father had to have a place to beat us down. And in order to beat us down, you have to have power. You have to be a Babylon. You have to be in a, 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 a Egypt. You have to be an empire. That's so a when they point. Were, right. when, when they was in the midst of being an empire, you can't say they was cursed. They was prospering everything they do. Like right now, they still prospering. So can I say America's cursed? I think they're cursed, and that judgment is coming on it. But they are a powerhouse. 
that's foolishness not to say that. They literally define the money for the world. It's at the money for the but, whole but, world. But I, I want to ask you this, and I'm going to shut up. And because Eric I want to listen to this. And Erico 682-452, I promise we're coming to you in less than two minutes. So just be patient with us. Please don't run off. Go ahead, brother, quickly. Yeah, I'm just going to say real quick. But the question about America being cursed, there are individuals who are prosperous, but – Later on down the road, guess what? They become cursed, right? Or it, or or they 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 are in a bad situation. Though they're prosperous, you said prosperous, but the thing is that where if they're not following, uh, or if they do something wrong, you said that you believe that that the Most High said, okay, I'm gonna let them do what they do, but they went too far. Yeah. that's what you said. They went yeah. too far. So, yeah. what would make I mean, that that throws me off. That's a good thought because where if man went too far, okay, God gave them the blessing to do this, but they went beyond what God uh, was, was allowing them to do. It's basically what I'm getting from you. So, right. since, so since they did that, what is the penalty from God if they did that? Right. Thank you for asking. Very intelligent caller. I appreciate people thinking. So the Father says certain things that to happen. He also says this in his word. They are going to take it too far. And when they do, I'm going to judge them, and I'm going to pay back. They are going to become, those that held you captive is going to become captive, just like that white gentleman told you earlier. He's right. And it's going to be because they take it too far. Now, this is my personal belief. I noticed that pattern within the scriptures a lot. The father don't appreciate watching his people get beat down. It's like a son in jail. Mother, father know he did wrong, but we don't enjoy how those guards talk to him. We don't enjoy watching our kid and we feel like, dang, it's, I mean, yeah, did they deserve it? Yes. Did you tell them not to go to that place? You told them how they were going to be. You say, son, go to, go to school, do this, and they disobeyed you, Natty, there, but you still don't like it. And I just We don't want to hear about our kids dying in jails either, and no one has an right, answer for right, it. Right, right. Let's right. so tell what we're what what the story, right? What I'm saying I'm is sorry. I believe the father wants to pay these people back, even though he called them to do it. But if they had the discipline to stop when the 400 years was up, to stop, I don't think nothing will come white folks' way. They did what they're supposed to do. But that sexual, certain sexual things they did in slavery, it is nowhere in Deuteronomy 28. It is nowhere in Leviticus 26. I don't see nowhere we're supposed to be scattered families like they did. They could have kept those families intact. I don't see that nowhere in the scriptures. Mamas and daddies broken up. They're crying. They're taking away the little girl, and they can't be there. That mess. I don't see that nowhere in the scripture. It says that our bodies will be owned by them, so they're supposed to be able to have sex when they want. Say what you want to say. It's what the Bible says. I know y'all don't like it, but that's what the Bible says. You will not have control over your body. They're supposed to take our women. Israel took the women whenever they conquered another nation. They took their women. Why come these white folks wouldn't take our women? That's a part of the curse. But this business of breaking up families and, and no, America's going to suffer because they took it too far. 
that white guy was right. The things that they came on us is going to come up on them, and I'm not I'm not full of no hatred or nothing like that tonight. I'm just it's a little emotional thinking about the pain, thinking about the relationships and all that. And folks, this brother brought a very interesting point, and I'm, I'm coming to your caller. He just he just let's just do this, brother. Why don't we keep you on hold, Mike? And we're going to go to this other call out of respect. They've been holding a long, long time. Okay, can you hope you ride with us a little bit, Mike? Just a little bit. Well, I'm still here. Yes, my brother, I'm still here. Okay, I love to let's hear. just hope. Let's leave Mike line open. Open up line six eight two. Y'all see how generous we are here at the Five Cell Network. Okay, Erico six eight two four five two. We're coming to you at this time again. We'd like to know three things: your name, your city, and how did you hear about this particular broadcast? This is Ellie Shua, caller from Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, Ellie Shua on these different phone numbers, man. You throw me off, brother. Welcome, welcome, brother Ellie Shua. Good to hear from you. Likewise, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing great. And everybody, this is one of our co-hosts. He used to be a co-host on the show. And so I'm I'm, I'm anxious to hear what he got to say. Go ahead, brother. What say you? Well, I wanted to respond to the two questions that the uh, co-host posed to you uh, earlier, which this conversation stems from. And one at a time, you see, I asked the question, is America cursed? Um, I, I, I don't want to second guess and presuppose, uh, presume what you in- intended by that. But if you're saying cursed in the sense of the way that Israel was cursed from disobeying the laws of um, Yahweh, then I would say no. Um, if you look in Scripture, very seldom do you ever see people cursed that didn't have a relationship with the Father. With the, with, with, with the creator, with Yah. Uh, when you read about Israel being cursed, if you go look at that word and look in the Torah and you read in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, um, Numbers, you'll find the curse is always associated with disobedience to the law. So when you look at America in the concept of if it's a cursed nation, no, because they were never a righteous nation, and they never had a relationship with the Most High. So, and when you talk about the issue of white, tag on to that, the issue of white supremacy, it is of my belief throughout my study and my research that the origin of white supremacy, its first inception as an institution, started with the Roman Empire. And likewise, what you have in America, you have the recapitalization of the Roman Empire. So you understand that it is an experiment of the Illuminati, so it's never been righteous. It's just been very deceptive, just like Rome was. Remember, Rome took over the ministry of Yahweh because just like, the, just like the Messiah prophesied, he said that while men slept, an enemy sowed weeds among the tares. Well, who was the greatest enemy? <laughs> to the Messiah and the greatest enemy to the early church. Who persecuted them? Who burnt them? Rome did. But isn't it odd that Rome, two centuries later, became the custodian of the ministry of Yeshua HaMashiach and the apostles? So that was the inception of it. 
And now we see the zenith of it in the American empire. So America was never, when you say blessed, as if though they were doing the will of the Most High. No. America is responsible for, for <laughs> a great deal of the part of the greatest corruption throughout the world and the 20th and the 21st century. So no. People would say Babylon was blessed. They were very prosperous. Egypt was very prosperous. But was Yahweh, was Yahweh prospering in Babylon? Was Yahweh prospering Egypt? No. They were prospering of their own devices because they ruled by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, when you go to Israel and you say Israelites, when you say black people, and I, everybody is not convinced of this just listening uh, as far as the audience is concerned, but uh, so let me preface my statement. I am thoroughly convinced by research, by biblical understanding, and the revelation of the Holy Spirit that African Americans and people who are the descendants of the European transatlantic slave trade are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are Israelites. So when you put it in that context in America, are we cursed? Well, let's just see what the scripture says. The scripture says <clears throat> right before the Messiah was about to be offered up, and these was his last discourse before he was offered up to the apostles in Luke 21, 25, and it says, There should be signs in the sun and the moon and stars and upon the distress of nations with perplexity, sea, and waves of roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the power shall be shaken. And he says this, and he's talking about the destruction and he says, for these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them, he's speaking to Jerusalem now, he's speaking to the apostles, but woe unto them that are with child, and them that suck in those days, for there should be great distress in the land. What land? The land of Israel, the land of Judea, and wrapped upon this people. What people? Israel. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and they shall be led captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Now, if you flip over to Romans, and it says that there's been a blindness that is upon Israel until what? The times of the Gentiles, until the end of the rule of the Gentiles, the times of the Gentiles. So if we are still where Gentiles are dominating the earth and governing the earth, then the flip side of that is that Israel is still up under a curse. Now within a curse, okay. because remember they were because remember they were cursed when 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 the Babylonians came in and took over Israel and took over Jerusalem and they took captives to Babylon. Remember then they were operating under a curse because they had been cursed with disobedience. And as a result, yeah, right. the most high most high allowed Babylon to take them into captivity. But also in that time, while they were in captivity, he gave this instruction to Jeremiah because the prophets were saying that this was going to be a short-lived captivity, but they were false prophets. They were lying, and he told Jeremiah to prophesy to them and to prophesy to the people. And to the people, he said, why are you here? He said, take wives, plant vineyards, build houses, and pray for the peace of the city. For in doing so, you should have peace. But remember, they're experiencing peace while they're what? Under captivity. All right. Uh, my, 
Right on, right on. I I like how you put the, all that together, brother. I, I I feel the same way. However, I got a question though about individuals. All right, Michael Jordan. We can obviously see that he's very wealthy in Oprah Winfrey. Um, we got a lot of prosperous black churches out there with uh, people with very very good jobs out there. Uh, they do not feel like they're cursed. And because no, they, they no, feel they like they're cursed. Yeah, and no, because of that, mm-hmm, they, it's, they're lacking that understanding that uh, their race as a people together is cursed because they see the potential, uh, the potential of black well, when Americans. We, when we, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the, the people that you just addressed. You named Michael Jordan. You named Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. These people... And that's why it's important that, you know, because Seth makes this point often, we live in a nation that's very iconic. We have icons that we uh, uh, literally sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously that we basically idolize. Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jordan both are servants of Satan. And if you question the validity of that statement, all you have to do is just like they would say to us, what the fruit that you bear the fruit that you bear who are your associations because see we're looking at people afar off and we don't really know the intimate details of their life and that's why i come to, in the bible it says in, in the messiah says this in the last days many shall be deceived and if it were even possible the very elect of god will be deceived because the enemy uses these people to in a sense, keep us in bondage. And what we do, we have this iconic idolatry proclivity that we have in the black community that we think people are successful based upon the dollars in their bank account. But we're not judging those people according to the word of God. We're judging them according to the standards of the most prosperous nation, also the most wicked nation on the planet of the earth. Very and that's why years have ago, you, you, had a, you, had a movie, you had a movie come out about Wall Street and what this movie was, it was called The Wolf of Wall Street. And what they were doing is that they were glamorizing and celebrating greed because that had become the very fiber of our culture and of our society. Let me add, Brother uh, Ellen Shore, that uh, Brother Kenwin, that was a mouthful. I vehemently agree with what Ellen Shore just said. I think we, let, we give money way too much credit. I like what the prophet said to this one guy who was trying to buy them all because he saw the gifts of the spirit. And he said, your money perish with you. I like that. In other words, you can't buy this boy. Listen, money is just a tool. We are so fooled by those people you name. Now, I, I secretly agree with Ella Shore. I do think they do serve Satan. But I don't think they serve Satan, and Brother Ellisheel might disagree with me, and that's okay. He's back, and I, and I welcome that. I, I look for that. It's okay. That's what makes our shows. But he may agree with me. I can't. I don't know that I can say. I think, oh, I don't, I, I can't. Before we make a show just about these two people, remember we're talking about 40 million. So I want to I wanna do the macro, not the micro, because they probably do worship Satan, especially Oprah. This is why I say this. Satan, real Satan, not demons, 
Satan probably have talked to Oprah. The same, I'm not talking about demons. I'm talking about Oprah probably gets some spiritual warfare we don't get because it wants her to influence the world. When you have the world watching you, like I think Satan talks to the Pope. Rich people gate, Satan talks to gate. Anybody that can influence the world, I think Satan himself probably get them thought. Michael Jordan, mm, maybe. But more importantly, the 40 million. 40 million. A lot of us are not serving the Father. If you're not serving the Father, you're still serving Satan. You're really serving Satan. It's really it's only two, it's only, if you're not in the camp, the Bible says, there's only two forces, and you can't, you're not a force by yourself. You're either going to be, you know, the flesh was in spirit, spirit was in the flesh, that you cannot do what ye will. Who is ye? You. The flesh was against the spirit, spirit was against the flesh, that you cannot do the things ye will. Who is ye? You. Again, the flesh was against the spirit, and the spirit was against the flesh. There's this war going on in our flesh with our spirit. There's this war going on in our world, Satan, uh, angels, and the, and the kingdom of Yah. Those are power boys. You're going to be on one side of it. So in that respect, I definitely see what LSU is saying. Brother Kingman, are we answering your question? Uh, yeah, it just spawns out more, more questions, brother. But I guess this one, this next question, well, for both of you guys, what could it possibly be um, with not just, uh, well, all Gentiles, um, uh far as in the scriptures, when you look at the totality of the scriptures, that after Christ's thousand-year reign, Satan's going to bust out loose, right? And he's going to deceive a great deal of people to come to his side. Um, so what was, there's something to this connection. You know, they all ain't going to go. But a whole bunch of people are going to flock to him. And I was just wondering, what could it possibly be? Well, why could they, how could they be that miserable with Christ that they'll run right to Satan? I mean, well, they just want one, their I old think, life think, back, apparently. I, I think this, and Mike, Mike, uh, Mike in Atlanta, uh, just give us a minute, and we're going to let you get final words, and we'll let you go. But, Brother Kimwood, I want to ask you a very honest, transparent question. I think you have an answer already to your question. Okay. You're trying to see. I think you're trying to see what we gonna say. So let me do this to you. Let me ask you your your very question you asked. Well, who? Why do you think that is? Uh, I I I kind of wrestle with that myself. But uh, when I came up, I maybe do Satan have children on this earth? Maybe so they are of his seed. Well, he does have. He does have. He, he, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna shut up and wait. No, no. Well, well. Let me just say this, Mike. Do you come in, <laughs> brother? Brother Kenwin, I think you've been just yes. a little bit. It, it's cool. I like your strategy. You're putting it out there to see what you're gonna say, but you really have an answer. You think in your head. If you're trying to build a case that whites are seed of Satan. Uh, well, well, hold on, self. Hold on, self. I don't know. No, sir. I'm not. All I'm saying, because I said Gentiles. 
I said Gentiles. Okay. okay. Well, I think. <laughs> but I guess you're thinking. But but we're in tune, because <laughs> you you read my mind with me, so I ain't gotta say it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> misery is gonna happen, and I think the ones who, who truly love Christ, I think they're gonna hang on. But I'm I'm uh, apparently what the old boy was saying that uh, karma it will take place, and I think it's gonna be yeah. so miserable that that. When Satan reveals himself, they like, man, he got a chance. Whatever he's going to okay. be doing, he's going to appeal to them like he got a chance to win. Okay. And they, okay. they, they well, you know, what, to on. that. Hold on. And here's the thing, my No, no, my, that's not LSU. My bad. Go ahead, Brother Mike. Then LSU, I would like to know what he has to say on this. I just want to briefly say, you know, we don't have to go to the scriptures. We can go to even right now of, of the whole thing. Remember that Satan was cast down to earth, right? And and no, he it was him. He didn't bring no brothers or sisters or anything. But now let's look at today's society and the youth of today. The families that are broken, the 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 the, the kids that don't have a father or a mother or whatever the case may be. And what do they do? They go to outside individuals to call their family. So for your question. Satan has a family. It ain't someone that came from the heavens, but he has a family. He's building one. He's been building one since he was cast down to earth. So to answer your question, yes, he has kin, which they choose to be part of that family. You follow me? And and, and that's the sad part. I, I heard a person say uh, 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 the other day about how you know, some of our great leaders are gone. Many of them were assassinated, just like Jesus was. Jesus was crucified, okay? He had a lot of followers. But see, it's a question of where do you follow the truth or do you follow the, 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 uh, the, the BS, right? And unfortunately, we are a society that follows or more of us are starting to follow the BS and not the truth. So I just want to briefly say is that, yes, to answer your question, Satan has family. And unfortunately, it's growing. And if you see those little little things on social media about the, the, the path to, to salvation is narrow and the path to damnation is wide and long, to wait. that is definitely true. That's all I can say. It's definitely true. Well, listen. Well, listen, Mike, I want to go ahead and let you go because i got a lot of stuff i got to cover, and we, we're getting close to close time. We've been trying to think of two hours. But, brother, you have put a lot of things in our minds that I always uh, respect. Um, I always enjoy hearing, I should say it like this, I always enjoy hearing calls that really make us think. So I just want to say, this, I do want to ask you, is this your first time calling? Yes, it is. It's my first time calling it to your show, as I said earlier, is that we're you know, I, I do a broadcast myself, and from time to time, I just just look at what's on Blog Talk, and you know, your show popped up, and I said, "Well, let me take a listen." And I I just felt like I had to listen, and you know, I hope you don't mind. I chimed in, so. Well, we didn't, yeah. we didn't, we didn't, we didn't mind, and I want to go ahead and do something I used to do, and I got away from it, but really briefly, give me about uh, ten seconds in my folly, 
and do what I used to do with our first-time caller. So here's to you for being our first-time caller, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you, Mike. So anyway, uh, look, stay tuned with us. We own we own Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. Okay. Okay. And just to share with you, check me out. It's the TMG in Network. I'm on Saturdays. Now I'm not a spiritual show per se, but you can check me out, and uh, you can look me up on there. You'll just look for the TMG in Network. We broadcast on Saturdays. All right. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks uh, for calling, man. Yes. All right, folks, that was my TMG. I didn't mind him putting in that at all. So, but sometimes people call the show and they, you know, they don't, they just say something dope. He actually listens, so I appreciate him doing that. Not a problem. Check him out, TMG, y'all. Uh, Ellis Shaw, going back to the line for you. Um, you, I know, have something to say on what Brother Kenyon was saying. Uh, but I don't want to, just for the record's sake, I want you to comment, but I do want to take a little short break right after you, and I want to get on the solutions to white supremacy. That's what I put that on the show's description. So what say you about what you heard from Brother Kenyon? <laughs> well, I like the way that he, um, he, he specified it. He designated the group of people that he was talking about. He wasn't simply speaking of white people but speaking specifically in regards to Gentiles. Now, a lot of people theologically believe that Gentiles are anybody who is not, quote-unquote, a Jew, anybody who is, quote-unquote, not an Israelite. The scriptures really don't bear that out in that distinction like that, because if you read in Genesis, the 10th chapter, which is what we call the Table of Nations, where we see the 70 nations that uh, Moses listed, there and they will be on those seven nations will go on to populate the world well and that and that particular listing i think is uh genesis 10 3 through 5 it speaks about the descendants of japheth and it says and that they would come to populate the isles of the gentiles well taking that in consideration and the question was are does satan have a family does he have seed I'm not going to jump that far, but I'm just going to give you the scriptures to get for your consideration. In Revelation chapter 2, verses 12, he's talking to a church, and he says this, And to the angel of the church at Paragamas, write these things, saith he, which hath the sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. Then it goes on to talk about some other things, and it says Satan's seat. Now, that's Revelation 2 and 13. If you go back up to Revelations 2 and 8, you get this. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write these things. Again, he is specifying the location. Write these things, saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and the tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue. And that word synagogue literally means house of Satan. 
Now, the two verses of Scripture that I just quoted to you, the areas in question, the geographical regions, are very close together. They're both in Asia Minor and Turkey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm laughing because this is the region of the Caucasus Mountain. Right on. What people... What people came out of the Caucasus Mountain that are labeled ethnically right now called Caucasians? Right on. Now I'm giving you the I'm giving you the Bible because I know people are gonna have a lot of issues with this. That's why I'm giving you the scriptures. And if you go look at Smyrna, Smyrna right now is Ismar, Turkey. And if you look at the history and the sojourn of the people who are now in the land of Israel, formerly known as Palestine. Those people come from that region. And then if you look at the scriptures where I just read from Luke earlier in the first question, it says, and it says that Jerusalem should be trodden down by who? The Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Trodden down means to rule, to govern, to occupy. What people now occupy the land of Israel? They're I think Israel. I got to know. I'm know thinking. Because the, scripture, because the scripture just showed us here. That the that Jerusalem should be trod down by Gentiles, not Israelites. Right. right. So we know that those people who are occupying that land, according to Scripture, are not the biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph. They are what the Scripture describes right here in Romans two and eight. I mean, Revelations two and eight. It says those who say they are Jews but are not, but they are of the house of Satan. I got another priest up bad with that, bro. Huh. Uh, the pre, there's a, you was on the roll, and I'm like, man, there's another one that, that help, I wanted you to help me uh, connect the dots. Japheth, yeah. uh, there's a scripture in Genesis saying Japheth shall enlarge itself in the, under the tents of Shem. Is that all That's connected? I was, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's another scripture right there that proves this point that the people who are now inhabiting Jerusalem, Judea, that region, are Gentiles. Because when you talk about Japheth, Japheth's descendants are Gentiles. And the scripture clearly says there in 10, 3, and 5, it says that they shall inhabit the tents of Shem. Shem is, where, Shem is the patriarch of where we come, Israel comes from. So that means that they're mm. in the land of Israel, inhabiting the land of Israel. And when you get deep into that scripture, it says that they're going to be deceived into doing that. When you break that scripture down into Hebrew, that's literally what it's saying. And, so when you and talk about, go to, let me go back. Let me say this real quick and get consistency. Let's take a break. Get to break. Let me just say this right here. Get to kick right back to your question. Your question was, does he have a family? Right. If we don't have, if he does, if he doesn't have a family, we do know he has servants. He has ministers. As a matter of fact, in Second in Second Corinthians, um, oh gosh, what is uh, ten or fifteen? Uh, but it speaks about how Satan makes his ministers angels and apostles of righteousness. Oh my God! No oh, other religion man. preaches the no other religion religion preaches the basic premises of righteousness, but one religion on the whole face of the planet, and it comes from the same people. I'm through. Well, let me Man, drop the mic. Drop, drop the mic. 
<laughs> I'll pray let for the say, most high. Let me say this to you before you run. I just I don't want to get into this deeper than we already are because really I'm trying my best to get these shows two hours, you know. But let me just say this. When these scriptures were wrote, I hear what you're saying, and I do agree with it to some degree. I think they are those people now. We're talking about so-called white people, for those of you that are saying, what are they saying? I do think you can make a case that Satan, the people he's using to be to rule, it don't mean that the other people, masses of people, because they're only 9% of the world's population. They don't mean that the 91% is innocently and they, no, they're worshiping the same God of this world that they're not sold out to the Father living for the Father. But there has to be somebody ruling. I do think that is the Caucasian, the so-called white person. I do think Satan is a philosophy of white supremacy. But I don't think that the people in the North were the same people in the North back when the scripture was wrote. There may have been some dark-skinned people that was there first. It had to have been because Europe is not that old. So who was in the North ruling and who was up there, up there with where Satan is seated before? Was Satan up there by himself waiting on the people to come in Europe in the cold by himself? And here come these white folks. I don't know about that. But even if they are, everything Brother Elishua laid out and Brother Kenwood is hinting to is all correct. And they are being used of the enemy, which I believe they are. But I don't think it's all white people. They'll be all wealthy. They'll be all this. I just think a lot of them benefit this next door. They don't have been no more wicked than the man in the moon. I've seen it with my own eyes. But those in power that rule our world, to, to, to give credence to what Brother Elishu is saying, what Brother uh, Kenwin is saying, how come the secret societies are all among the whites, so-called white people? There's very few secret societies you're going to hear about in Africa. It's there. And I'm not talking about South Africa. I know it's there. But, I mean, how much time do you hear about secret society in the Congo? How many times do you ever hear about secret societies in it's not there. It's almost dormant. How many times you hear about secret society in China? You hardly ever hear of it. Most secret society is in Europe. Why? I believe what those brothers are saying tonight, that this is where Satan is seated, and he's using these people. But we just sometimes confuse it with all white people. They're all them devils, and they can't be saved. This is where we mess up. Brother Elisha just said out of his mouth, they were deceived. They were deceived, and that brings us to the topic of this show. Again, we're talking about white supremacy. How are they deceived? Miss lies white supremacy. Again, our world's covert ruling religion. Brother Elishua, that was we miss you, brother. That's all I can say. We miss that gift you have. It's all there is to it, brother. Appreciate that, Seth. All right. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold for now. If you want to come back, press one. Why don't you press one now and you hand go down. If you want to come back, press one again on this show. You can come back. And while I'm at it, Brother Monica in Atlanta, your hand is up too. So, Brother Ellis, go ahead and press one now. 
uh, put your hand and go down. And Mike, press one also, because you brothers can come back. I'll do it like a close here in a little bit. But I just want to take a little short break, brothers and sisters. Again, they, they laid it down. I really appreciate that. And that's what LSU has been doing for many years right here on the 5 Stone Network. So let's take a little short break, and we'll be back, folks. Wow, wow, wow. Again, you tune into the 5 Stone Network on Brother Seth, and um, this is what we do. We're dismantling white supremacy. Haven't you heard that God, the creator of the ends of the earth, He's not weary. There's no search in his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And if you're weak, he makes you strong. Even the young men, they get weary. But they that wait on the Lord, he'll renew their strength. And they'll mount up with wings like eagles and they will run and not be weary they will walk and not faint they will mount up with wings They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and will renew their strength. They will renew their strength. They that wait upon the
we are back, brothers and sisters. I want to thank you again for tuning into the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. And uh, y'all have heard a lot, a lot of information tonight. My goodness, sometimes I just wish I was a listener just taking in all this instead of working the boards and doing all this stuff I'm doing because I'm not getting it like y'all are getting it. But again, brothers and sisters, um, I want to remind everybody when you're blessed like this, go ahead and copy and paste the address of this show and send it to your friends and say, yo, you got to hear this. you got to hear this. These brothers are talking about this, that, and the other if it blesses you. And remember, brothers and sisters, we do have over 500 shows. So uh, go ahead and uh, simply Google. The fastest way is just to Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and click on the first thing that comes up and, and, and just look at that list of shows. Brothers and sisters, we talk about everything relating to you and yours, and I do mean things relating to you and yours, every topic just about you can think of. We mainly focus on five topics. We call the five smooth stones because they are smooth. These topics are tight. But we also talk about everything and anything happened to you and yours. So we want to just remind you to check out the archives, okay? Again, follow us. You can get reminders sent directly to you. Follow us, follow us, follow us, brothers and sisters. Um, Brother Ella Shure, um, again, thank you, brother, for tuning in. Uh, 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 I can't thank him enough. We really, really miss that brother, and hopefully he'll be hanging out with us more often, okay? Brother uh, uh, Kenwin Castleberry, your line is open. Tonight, y'all remember the, the format pretty much is I talk. I didn't talk that much earlier, but I want to get back to to, to, to the normal format. This is where I roll about 10 minutes, and then I'd like to hear from Brother uh, Ken Wynn or whoever. It can be El Shure tonight or whoever's on the phone line. Um, And then I roll another 10 minutes because I'm trying to get this book information out. But y'all have heard uh, uh, this all was related, though, and I have to follow the spirit. Maybe it's where the angle he wanted us to go than what I wanted. But y'all heard whites so-called whites, uh, which is a lot of people acknowledged by the Father for being white, but uh, the the Father definitely uses those that come out of that region. And so you heard the talk. um, So, uh, Brother King, the line is open. Uh, A lot of dialogue there. Give me about a uh, 30-second response to anything you've heard tonight before I nail down the solution to this religion that's just permeated a lot of our minds and thoughts. And I mean, globally speaking, any like I say, the only people that escape white supremacy is if you don't have any type of television, any type of communication with the West, if you don't have any kind of communication. But if you have any connections whatsoever to the West, to white supremacy, uh, I mean, uh, then you're going to get white supremacy. That's all there is to it. Even if you listen to your nation, if you just turn on a Nigerian television, you live in Nigeria, because I know we got to listen to Nigeria, and you just listen to the local, whatever they're talking about in Nigeria, you're going to get white supremacy. If you're in India, I've been to India, I know what it's like to sit there and look at their television, and you do see Bollywood. Yes, they do have Bollywood, but Bollywood is trying to copy Hollywood, and the Indians are following America. Everybody is following this beast system. 
I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, white supremacy is global. And the white man that lives next door to you is no more guilty. You and y'all are both white supremacy, especially if you're born in America. That's all you know. You never went outside America. You learned it. Some of y'all never even think to listen to the dissonant voices that's in Africa, that's in the Congo, that's in Nigeria, that's in Chad, that's in uh, Zimbabwe. You don't listen to nobody but white folks. You never listen to Indians talk about nothing. You never had conversations with Indians. You don't listen to the Chinese, which is a billion people. You don't know their thoughts about God, Messiah, life, death. You never listen to the Chinese. Some of you never listen to the Australians. You you, they're just clueless. You did. And Papua New Guinea, you never listen to the distant voices of Papua New Guinea. They have something to say about everything we're talking about in Papua New Guinea. Those are black people. They have a brain that's smart. They are spiritual. They're less connected to the West. They probably is going to have a pure form of worship than we do. We never listen. So if you're not a person, if you're one of those persons, and you educate us exclusively in the West, you, my friend, are practicing white supremacy. It's true. It's true. Let me begin with 30 seconds, and then I'm going to start on these solutions. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, 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 I'm rooting for you, man. Uh, the end white supremacy, uh, be a good thing for everybody, but, uh, However, I just think there's too big of a giant, man. Um, but uh, like I said, I'm rooting on you, and uh, I'm just going to sit back and listen, man. Well, let's start off talking about me first, Brother Seth first. I remember Brother Kenwin and listeners meditating on this. Now we're switching gears about to talk about the solution. But I want to talk about this vision before I go further, but LSU already heard it. I already know what I'm going to say because we've been on enough shows to have heard this probably two or three times. Again, if you're on the phone line, you want to get in on this press one, we can get you in, not a problem. LSU, your hand is still up, and Brother Mike, your hand is still up. Y'all got to press one because you may want to come on later. But brothers and sisters, listen. Please listen. I was meditating in prayer a quiet time. I don't know that I was meditating on racism or what it was, but I remember seeing something in front of me that was dark. And I had the mind to want to move it. I'm pretty sure I made him think about race. And I remember trying to move something in front of me. Maybe I wasn't thinking about race. I just don't remember. Watch what's about to happen. This was my journey when the Father was trying to reveal to me white supremacy. During that time, I should say, I had this vision. But I don't remember if I was specifically thinking about racism or white supremacy when this happened. But I remember something being in front of me like almost kind of like a tree or something. It was a black, tall object. And I went to try to move it. Don't ask me why I wanted to move it. Why didn't I just look, look at it? But it was blocking my view. I couldn't see around it. And I went to try to move it. And I couldn't move it. And I pushed a little hard and it wouldn't move. I'm a pretty strong guy. So I kind of really laid, laid into it like a, you know, like a football move, like really laid into it. It didn't move. I never thought to look up at it. I just 
kept trying to move it, kept trying different angles. You know, football is different ways you can hit, hit, hit something. And I was literally like trying to tackle it. Don't ask me why. I was just trying to move the object in front of me. And it dawned on me, what is this? So I began to back up, back up to try to see what this was. Brother Ken, when and listeners? I'm listening. I began to back up and back up and back up, and I could not see the top of this thing. And I began to get curious, like, what is this? Is it a tree? What is this? So I began to back up and back up. Brother King went. I kept walking, 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 walking. And I was almost the, the, the length of a football field from it. And I could not see the top of it. So I'm really curious now. What is this? What is this? Don't ask me why I needed to know. I just needed to know what is this blocking my view that I can't see the top of it. So I begin to keep walking, keep walking. I walk two football fields. I can't see the top three football fields. So I end up asking someone to just drive because I had what was this. They drove and they drove and they drove. I could not see the top of what this was. It was taller than the little buildings around it. When I finally could see it is when I drove outside of the county. The downtown was at its feet. It towered way over downtown buildings. Downtown business was like an inch of it. And then I saw the face of this. Hear me out, brothers and sisters. I'm not lying to you. I don't lie. Lying is not one of my weaknesses. I saw the face of this. And I remember feeling this. When I saw the face, it saw me. And it scared me as though I was at I don't know, at a zoo somewhere and a lion is looking at me and I'm in the cage with a lion. I was terrified. I've only been that scared a few times in my life. I was terrified because this thing saw me and it looked at me pissed because I saw it. It was pissed because I saw it. How did you know? I just knew it. It was pissed that I saw it because nobody see it. Nobody's supposed to see its face. Nobody's supposed to see it. And this is how it came to me. This is the giant of white supremacy. That changed my life. Well, so, it changed. Okay. You let me it had a face. Listen, I saw the face, but it wasn't like a man. or It was more spiritual. I just remember seeing this thing see me. If you said, what color was it? I, I can't, I can't. I just know that I, it saw me. Whatever it was, it was pissed 
that I saw it. I could just it was our spirits popped each other. It was it was mad, and it, and then when it looked at me, I began to look at it like. Oh, I don't see you. I don't see you because I chickened out. I pumped out. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I don't see you. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking away. I'm looking away. I tried to act like I didn't see it, but I saw it. And then it came to me. This is the giant. White supremacy. A white supremacy. So I've been, for the rest of my life, trying to find out what does that mean? So I start studying it. I later learned these terms. To, to answer that dream. It was like a day vision. This giant is unmatched. There is nothing that can match it. And here's the scary part why it was mad at me. It's unchallenged. Y'all, it's unchallenged. Nobody really challenged this right here. They have little racism summits. They have little racism talks. They'll say, why come we can't get along? And these white people, I think they mean it. I think the black folks mean it. I think the Indians, anybody that talk about race, I think they mean it. I don't think they're lying. I really think they mean it. But they can't do it justice. They Nobody see it for what it is around it. Nothing really challenges it. Nothing really see it. Now, I'm not saying I'm some great whatever, whatever, but y'all, I promise y'all, everything I'm telling y'all is the honest to God truth. It's unchallenged. You ain't going to hear white supremacy the way I and, like, that's why I welcome Dr. Francis Chris Welsing and Neely Fuller. They see it. That's why I have the thing called Expo 30, where I talk about the 30 areas of life that's permeated. That's why I'm able to say things like, you are a white supremacist, listen to me. You're saying, but you don't know me. I know you like this. If you're raised in America and you don't know the true contributions of what made America, when you look down the highway, you saying, look at the highway they made. You give it to white people. Black folks have to do that too. When you see buildings, you say, look at the buildings they made. Who they, they really build up downtown? They, they. The they you saying is white people. Tell the truth. That's what you mean when you say they. So you're constantly attributing and giving them more strength and more strength and more strength. A lot of what you're looking at is stolen legacy. Black folks created this. I said black folks created this. I said black folks created this. It's stolen legacy. It's not even theirs. Civilization, that's not their idea. It's not the white man's idea. It was created by black folks. The concept of downtown, that's stole from this Nile Valley civilization. They, you go down the Nile Valley, they would have all these little points of this little shopping quarters, and they call it downtown. That's what we get the concept. A lot of stuff we do, the way we sell things, the way we just, the way we just, the infrastructure of America is black. A lot of that was done by black folks, and we send the white man this, white man that. When we go to Africa, we lose our, we, we, we just feel like we don't know what to think because they got them tall buildings. We think white man building. No, ain't no white man build that building. But look at the grass. Look how nice that's why. White man, no, ain't no white man here. Now, you got to come up with, then you start throwing up on the side of freeways, 
emotionally speaking, mentally speaking. Because in Africa, all that was done by black folks. You think how they had the technology. They had it first. First. All right. No, really, they had oh. it first. They've been they've been doing downtowns and they've been doing highways first. They had it first. The concept was there first. Math first. All the science first. All the arts first. So we over here in the West, America, we just attribute everything. We give white people credit for stuff they didn't do. And that's a part of white supremacy. The things that they do do, we see them doing some things on their own, and we give them credit for that. But then we give them credit for stuff they didn't do. So we become more and more believe. I told my wife something, and she looked at me like I was crazy. And you're going to look at me like I'm crazy when I say it too. I don't care possible if you're a woman not to be extremely excited over white males. It's insanity not to be extremely sexually attracted to white men. She looks at me like I'm crazy. I say, Arlene, think about it. Women are attracted to power. Women are attracted to men that get up, have a dream, go do it, and it's done. All white men are devils. Someone was just born, they go out and they work, they get the business. Everything they want, they get. They want a truck, they go get a truck. They want a business, they go get a business, and they thrive. Not all of them are racist. They'll hire you. Some of them, the hire is nice. How can you not be excited about that, sexually speaking? How can you not be attracted to that? How can you not be attracted to that? And then we're taught to that white is light is better. How can you not be attracted to that white skin? How can you not? So then I begin to search. Remember, I saw the giant. Now, I'm a, I, I, that's today. Now, I'm a fast, I'm a rewind it back when I first saw the giant. Y'all, I did some things that I can't tell y'all. I wanted to know about this giant. So I started studying black women. I used to call black women princess, princess this, princess that. And because they stuck with the black race and white black men was the one that went out and got those white girls. So I say, look at these sisters. They're sticking with us. They're staying true to us. And we going out here and, and getting these white girls. And I, I was just, I'm just, that's what my mind was. Was. I don't think this way now. Hold, hold on. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. You go ahead, brother. So I'm, I'm building, I'm building something, brother. Kingway. So I start, something starts saying, some say, if it's true about this giant, where is the white supremacy? These white males, I started looking at them. So when I first got that revelation, I told my wife, I say, these white men, how can our women not be attracted to them? So I started asking previous girlfriends, because I have a rule when I date a girl, we just talk about everything is transparent. I don't like them hiding nothing. I want to know if I've got a book in my nose. I want to know if I'm ugly. I want to know my strong points, my weak points. I want them to tell me. If they see a guy that's attractive, I'm not insecure. Tell me I, I think he's attractive. She's with me. She loves me. I want to know. I just That's just how I roll, y'all. I'm very weird like that. I like open communication. That way I know where I stand with the lady. So these previous girls, it was like five of them. 
And then a couple of them, I didn't date. I just knew that we, we would talk deep. I just like having those kind of conversations with women. So I started asking them about, have you ever been involved with white males? Again, the father was showing me something, y'all, and I probably shouldn't have answered these questions. I'm not telling you to do the thing. I'm doing this. I'm saying I went down roads. I just said that earlier that some of y'all wouldn't believe, and I probably shouldn't have did. So here we go. But I'm trying to show y'all this giant standing high. Brother said, I thought you were going to be talking solutions. I am, but bear with me. Because some of y'all don't think you're sick. So I found out something. I started asking you know, these my ex-girlfriends, hey, have you ever liked white men? They said, why you say that? I said, well, you know, I'm looking at them, and everything y'all want in us, they have. Y'all want us to be powerful? They're powerful. I mean, for real. You're going down the freeway, you're thinking they made this. So here's one right here. He like you? This is a white man. You go to his family, and they got money in the bank. They go where they want to go. They do what they want to do. If they want to go sell the ocean, they sell the They do whatever they want. Black men don't do that. They don't have that kind of power. You have the ability to date brothers, a man. Yes, yeah, go, go for it. I, I just want to add in there. I, I know you're on a roll. I just want to kind of throw that in there. Um. Yeah, so being that the white man has all this power and the women flocking to him and stuff, you know, and secretly want to be with him, I think some of the feminine males, I think they kind of secretly, you know, probably dealing with some homosexuality yeah. in their heart. Yeah. And they're I'm just like there. literally, um, I'm going there. you know, I'm going there. just Brother, kind of, going you there. going there? Okay, because right. I, I, I think that's very I'm prevalent saying, today. I'm saying, I, I, I cannot tell you. I have a friend of mine, found out later on he was one of those types of guys that go both ways. And we, uh, again, he and I, he never hit on me. God, thank I mean, he, but we was childhood friends, but he made that turn, and, and it broke up our relationship. But he told me some things. And he used to tell me I'm not a white supremacy brother. You the epitome of white supremacy because you actually been with white males. You ain't just a white supremacy. You went all the way. You they broke you down. He still can see it. That's what I mean by some of y'all don't even think you are. So let me finish what I'm saying. Now, brother King, with what you that was perfectly fine for you to interrupt. But I'm just saying for the rest of y'all listening, please let me finish. It's gonna be a little rough for the sisters hear me right now, but please let me finish. You cannot be healed denying. I talked to these sisters and someone was saying, Seth Island going to be saying, but they tried to hide. I said, listen, come on, you know how we roll. And I said, they said, we all have a relationship with a white guy. I said, I never knew that. They said, I know. Now, this is what I found, and I quit calling the sisters precious. After this revelation, it, it broke my heart. This was one of the biggest heartbreakers of my life. When I found out black women's secret relationship with white men, don't you do it, brothers, because you get the same heartache I got. Don't ask, don't ask, don't don't ask, don't tell, as they say in the army. I started asking sisters, I said, just tell me, what happened? They had relationships, but unlike the black men that had relationships with the white women in public, they might have been fat or whatever. I'm talking about when, they first, when we first started dating white women. Unlike them, black women didn't have that. It was sexual flings. They went somewhere, a boss, this long a girl told me, a boss, you know. And it was what they did. Because, again, I have these transparent relationships, and they told me 
it was always degrading. It was always something I was, I was just blown away. I said, you did that? And I didn't tell him, oh, you dirty son. I'll just laugh it off like, oh, man, yes. Well, you know, hey, that's how people are. You know, I just, I, I didn't let them know how I really felt. But it broke my heart, the things people was doing, the way these white men was treating them, the kinds of white men they would be with. It was just because they was white. They would be with just the same thing black men was going to be with any old scallywag when it first happened. And forgive me, I shouldn't have said that scallywag, but what I mean, y'all, is white girls that's not top of the line. And, and all of them is somebody's baby. So please forgive me for saying scallywag, but you know how we black men used to date these unattractive. That's what these sisters was doing. And I was like, you was with him? Sometimes it was, I was able to know the person they was with, and I was like, now, these Jane Kennedy, Halle Berry, I'm only saying those names because that's black men like those women. They would be with some of the ugliest white guys, and I was like, I don't get it. It was white supremacy, brothers and sisters. Hear me out. Hear me out. All of those women were, and all of them was with more than one, and all of it was degrading, was how they treat. I said, he did that to you? He said that to you? You'd be surprised to know how many of that women. This is a a whole nother show that's coming. I can't get into it now. Tonight was what talking about solutions. But if I got a penny for every time I heard a slavery fantasies, it would break your heart. You would just hang up this show and cry. And it broke my heart. I didn't think I went I thought I wasn't was holding it down. They were. They didn't have a relationship with these guys. And you know what? A lot of why a lot of women don't have relationships. Listen, brother, this is how you know. This is when you know how sick we are as a people. This is why I say, how can the father not be wanting to deal with white supremacy with this kind of sickness going on in us? This is what I believe. It's because of our family rejecting white people. It's why you don't have a relationship with these white men. It's because. No, hold on, hold on. Say that one more time. Can you say that one more time? I believe it's because of the stigma of dating white people is why these black sisters won't be with a lot of white guys. Now, I'm sure some sisters say, I have people tell me, oh, I would never be like, I love my brother, blah, 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 blah. And I say, okay, I hear you, but let me ask you a question. What if your family was accepting and really loved white people and just, yeah. just, accepted them like they do black people, and what if your sisters, your your sisters that you hang out with, what if they was like, girl, you get love wherever you can get it. And if you want with the backlash from your family and your friends, I promise you, 90%, I'm going to say 90%, I'm not going to throw all the sisters out there, but they all great people. Just because they do this don't mean they nothing. they just human. But if you live in America and you see white, these movies, not just movies, not just Hollywood, but you see this God, they are God. Say it or like it or not, the white male in America and in the world, really, is closest to God as you're going to get. Think about it. As men, okay. it's hard. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As men. As egos, it's hard for us to utter those words. But think about it. I told my wife. 
I say, are there any true women attracted to power? She said, yes. Don't y'all get tired of us talking about the white man? She said, yes. She said, but a lot of white guys, white people are. There is racism, I say, but don't y'all get tired. She said, yes, and guess what? All these black women do get tired of black men talking about it. At some point, they want us to just break down that wall, take what we go get, and just do it. Just whoop them. And when you constantly keep talking about the white man, the white man, it makes you look weak. There are those of us that break away and get our businesses and the other. But then there is this thing where we're always compared to the white man, even if you're a millionaire. You know, if you got a jet, they're going to be comparing you with the guy that's got a, a jet stream or a bigger jet. If, you, if you're living over here, you're going to be trying to wear what they wear. Every, no matter where you go in this country, this is where Navy Fuller and Francis Chris Wilson is right. And Brother Pastor Chris is right. In the white America system, the white man, the black man will never be a man. You can never be a man. It ain't but one man in the white supremacy network, the system of the world, and that's the white male. Everybody else is boys. Now, I don't personally ascribe to that. I think I'm a man, and I think those of us that follow Christ and the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, I think we're an exception to the rule because we define ourselves based on Scripture. If you're doing all of that, you break out of that. But if you're not, how can you how can you argue in a court of law that you're not a boy? How can you? Our identity is not of this world. That's why I tell you to be careful staying in the flesh. Because in the flesh realm, white supremacy rules. I mean, really and truly. I mean, really and truly, who owns your house? I mean, really and truly, who owns the roads you drive down? I mean, really and truly, who feeds you? Where the food come from? Really and truly where you get your clothes from. So you have to escape this environment, this 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 realm. I'm not talking about make believe, I'm talking about what the most high actually said. We sit in heavenly places. This is where our identity is higher than the earth. This is where there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, we're getting into the solution. You break out of white supremacy. They don't define you. You do things they say you can't do. You go places they say you can't go. But if you're just a regular, everyday person looking at you are worshiping this man. I'm telling you what I know. And then the Messiah looking white, how can you not want to be in love with a man that looks like Jesus? That's your Savior. It's, it's type of this right. If y'all only knew, there was one, I'm going to tell you about this one thing I did, and God has forgiven me. God has forgiven me for what I did. I did something very wrong. I remember one time at church, there was this interracial couple. They just messed me with my head. I was too inquisitive about them. I've done something very evil. I'm letting y'all know this. The brother said there ain't no angel here. I, I saw that giant I saw that giant, and I wanted to know how it worked. I start, saw that giant. I knew that there was something spiritual. I knew that there was some guy who was trying to show me, and I couldn't wait on God. He was moving too slow, so I tried to learn on my own. I remember stealing from the offering basket their information. 
I didn't steal no money. I just wanted their card with their information because they was new to the church. And I remember calling the couple, and I played a game like I was some person, and I got the wife to talk to me. And I, you know, I began to just, just talk to her about this business I was in. And, I mean, I got her to really open up to me. And then at some point I switched to her husband because I was just inter- interested in the way they was relating to each other. I kept feeling something, but I said, you don't know that. You don't know that for sure. You don't know them people. So I said, okay, I'm going to get to know them because I know I'm right. And so I befriended this girl, Brother Kenwin, and listeners. She knows you on the phone line. Just hold off. I'm trying to be over here. So I began to learn about this girl. And she began to tell me. I wasn't trying. I wasn't interested in her, nothing like that. She was nice looking, but I wanted to understand: is what I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, what I'm perceiving? God was showing me things about them, and I wasn't trusting. I wanted to prove it. So she began to talk, and she opened about their sexuality. I cannot tell y'all on this line because we're believers, and I don't want to go into nothing crazy. But I promise you. I learned something that is universal. Black women do things with white men they would never, ever do in a thousand years with black men. They give us, I'm telling you what I know. Like what, man? Like what? Man, no, 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 brother. No, no, no. Listen, I cannot go there. This is a Christian network. I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to tell you something. Anything... You've asked a lot of black women that they will never would ever do. I'm not talking about some basics. If I'm talking about off the wall stuff, they'll do anything for them white men. I'm just going to tell you what I know. And you black men, I've talked with black men. It's like I'm talking to y'all right now. I've had these conversations with a lot of my friends. I mean, I'm serious. We've talked about it. A lot of my friends, some of them, some of them are co-hosts. They know we talk about stuff like this, and we can't go deep on this line. But I'm going to tell you something. I end up talking with the guy, the white guy. We end up having deep conversation. He didn't mind telling me, hey, this ain't the first black girl I've been with. I've been a lot of black girls. And I listen. I say, oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I love, I, I love me some chocolate. <laughs> I say, well, 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 how do you meet him? Brother, listen, this is what I do. For years, I did nothing but think about white supremacy and what was that giant all about and where's it at and how, how it works. I joined the Klan. I was in, undercover joining the white Aryan resistance. My wife is my witness. We got, we got oh, literature in my – I know that's a lot uh, of other kids. Slow down, slow down, Steph. No, I just want to make sure I hear you correctly. Can you repeat that, brother? Slow I was so inquisitive, I stole that offering information, and I just fooled that couple into telling me everything about their sexuality. And it, it confirmed what the father told me. I didn't have to go do all that. I just did it because I was like, is this the father or is this my head? And then I can't say I had a very close relationship, but if I mention the person, everybody named Mama going to know what I'm talking about, and because this person was dear to me, I don't want to mention who it was, but there was a person I knew very close, had sick fantasies about white men. People don't normally go around telling you this stuff. I'm trying to show you all how sick we as a people are. 
I'm trying to show you. You probably say, oh, I'm sure somebody will come and say, oh, I ain't never looking in respect no black, white guy. Yeah, that's because you probably never thought you could get one. Or you probably, some of us black men, because we it, they never was around to choose, we just fell in love with the chocolate. But when we get rich, that's why a lot of us turn to white girls and we never dated no white girl before because that's deep inside. I tell my brothers and sisters, my real brothers and sisters, blood brothers and sisters, we wasn't, I tell my, my sister the other day, I told her, I said, y'all, we weren't raised for, for black women. We was raised for white women. Black men was raised for white women. Black women was raised for white men. All of the great things about women and womanhood is the white woman. They just started giving y'all play on the TV screen. But y'all have still y'all still ain't got the same play the white women got. Deep inside, I'm telling you, now it's changing. Brother Kenwood is younger. He's come up under Barack Obama being president and stuff like that. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, y'all, but I'm going to get back. He's come up under Barack Obama. He's seen the top job by black. But it's still a lot of white men still dominating. You go up and down the freeway, you see thousands of businesses, most of them white. That means something that's registering in your psyche. You can't live in America and not darn near worship these people subconsciously. That's why when you go to Africa, we have such a shock because everything you see is the reverse. That's why Africans don't like us. We don't think like them. They're right. Africans are right about us. They say, y'all are white people. They are right. We don't think they're beautiful. They are right. Oh, I know some sisters in Africa that's fine. I know. I know. True. But what do you really call beauty? So anyway, I did that experiment. And y'all, I was so right. It was worse than I thought. That white boy told me, he had, I shouldn't say white boy, he was in church. And he confided in me and told me all kinds of stuff about black women. But that wasn't to kill her. That was just one case. God is my witness. You ready for this, brothers and sisters? I've probably all right, done give it to us, man. I've probably done that 300 times. I've probably done that 300 times. I've probably done that 300 times. I don't talk with black men. I don't talk to black women. I don't talk with white women. I don't talk with white men. And I understand fantasy. We're going to do a show one day on sexuality, and y'all really going to see what I'm saying. Because I'm going to tell y'all places I went that you ain't supposed to go. This is when I was backslidden out there in the world, and I went places and I seen things. I'm telling you, we are slaves in 2022. We ain't changed. We just free enough to have another house away from them and all that. We want to be like them. We follow them. We think everything is done by them. We don't even see the blackness in inventions all around us. We accredit everything to the white man. I am dying to know what LSU is going to say. He's still on the line. Let's see. Yeah, but I got I got a question though. I got a question. Oh, no, I'll wait no, on you no, to come to a pause. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry, so brother. with that being said, do you feel like, I mean, some of us are cursed or uh, some individuals? I mean, it, the picture <laughs> you just painted was a horrible picture. Like, like right. how can you not feel like we're cursed? 
And then, I mean, I'm what? not saying you, you don't feel like we're cursed, but cursed from what? What did we do? Cursed? Did you say cursed for what? Yeah. Let me explain the curse part. Let's get this straight. And LSU, I'm going to come to you. I know he didn't ask to come. I can't tell if his hand is up because of the way this is. I'm just going to go to him because I know by the spirit he got something to say if he's the way available. But let me say this to you about curse. And LSU, I want you to make it quick because I'm on a roll. I've got to keep getting this out. And, y'all, we done ran over. I don't know how I missed this, but we ran over. I had closed my eyes so I could get deep into this conversation. Now they listen to the to the little lady. But anyway, we were we, we don't know we were over nineteen minutes. So we'll wrap this show up. But again, y'all, I'm gonna do in the show in the future. Look for it, everybody. And it's gonna be entitled Sexuality Sexual, something like that. And I ain't gonna hold no punches. I'm gonna let y'all know exactly what I'm talking about because right now I'm kind of hitting at it. So let me just say, brother. If you say to the Father, Father, direct my mind, purge me of anything evil, and you begin to follow, number one, brothers and sisters, here we go. I've been talking about solutions, but make it more formal. Follow the Holy Spirit. Ask God to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And uh, he will begin to show you. He will begin to purge uh, white supremacy, and he will protect you from the white supremacists, be it black or white, whatever they're trying to do. Be it somebody walking in trying to shoot up the place. I do think there's angels and Holy Spirit for your protection against these crazy people and even black folks that's acting out and got this sickness. He'll protect you, and he'll help you to see when you're acting sick, when you're doing things, and it's a sick mindset. It's sick to want anything in slavery. It's sick for black women to be wanting to be called nigger doing sex. It's sick. It ain't nothing. It may be pleasure because that's where they bind is that, but they gotta they gotta grow up out of that. They gotta get to where they don't want that kind of stuff. They're sick. Everything that feels good is not necessarily good. If you think these white men are all that, you're seeing them elevated higher than what they're supposed to be. And that's why you're incited about them. If you see them the way the Father sees them, you won't have them all up there and you won't be, it's almost like seeing a celebrity. Michael Jackson touching you, almost have orgasms. But if you see him as just regular Michael Jackson, like his family, you won't be doing that. So you see him in a way he's not supposed to be seen. We see white people more powerful than they are. That's why a lot of our boys run from the cops. They think these cops are more even than what they really are. A lot of times you're trying to talk to them, they take out running. We got these people in the wrong place in our head. Curse. If you follow the Holy Spirit, brother, how can you be cursed? If the Father is with you, walking with you, talking with you, how can you be cursed? Now, your nation is a whole nother different conversation. Yes, they could be walking the curse. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, many people that was in the Bible that made it to the biblical pages a lot of these stories we read, they did great exploits. At the same time, their nation was going through the same stuff our people are going through. So absolutely, the people is cursed. But the good news is, the good news is we're breaking out of the Internet. It's a blessing and a curse. The double-edged sword. Our people are learning a lot, and they're also getting caught up with the Facebooks and Instagram, the foolishness. But white supremacy is taking a beating on that Internet. So... White man, is he's getting weaker, like Sister Eliana was saying the other day. His tricks are not as, as strong as they used to be, but they're still working. But we still accredit way too much power to them. So another solution is 
finding out the word of God. You know, the word of God, the most high, the word of the most high Yah is saying things like, if you have ought against your brother, go to him. So if you have ought against these white men, go to him. Say, Mr. So-and-so, you know, you say this, you say that, and I feel you hurt my feelings. The Bible says, especially if they're a believer. Can't do that to the world, but if they're believing, they're acting out some crazy. If white people that have issues against black folks, because some of them are, are innocent and they just white supremacists like we are, if you have beef against black folks, you listen to me right now. You're a white person. Go to the black person. Ask them why they wear that bag on their head. Why? Ask them why they turn their music up loud. Ask them why they sag their pants. Make get a relationship with them and find out, and you'll find out what's in your head is wrong. Black people, those you would issue with white people, go find out why they don't like you. Shoot, I don't like a lot of a lot of behavior of black people. I'm the same as a lot of yeah, black people. Yeah, I people. believe it. I believe it. Yeah, it's a lot of things go I don't ahead. like about our but you ain't supposed to like loud music. You ain't supposed to like somebody in the library talking loud on the phone. You ain't supposed to like somebody coming to your neighborhood trash in your neighborhood. You ain't supposed to like somebody that wanna respect their elders. No black folks before me would like some of the black people today. A whole lot of black folks that lived before me, millions of them would not like these, a lot of these black young people today as far as what they do. Not them, but what mm-hmm. they do. So right. a lot of white people, you know, we need to talk to each other. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says you're supposed to go to your brother if you have all. The Bible says you're supposed to love one another. White people, that's those of you that's listening, those of you that mm-hmm. listen to the sound, on the sound of my voice, you're supposed to love. And if you try to do that yeah. right there, you're going to – now, there's some white people that, that think they love black people. They're they really trying. I can't say they don't love them. They love them, but they have what they call paternalism. They still think they're better, though. So once you really love people the right way, sooner or later they're going to deal with you thinking you better. You're going to go say, well, let me pay for it, Johnny. Let me pay for it. Let me pay for it. They're going to say, why you always want to pay for my, my meal? Well, I just like you. You're my black friend. You're my best black friend. But Yeah, but why you always want to pay for my meal? Well, I just like you. Well, let me, so let's, let me pay for your, your meal. Well, I don't know about that, like one friend of mine. He always wants to pay for stuff. When I want to pay for it, he had issues. So when you keep, you ask them, let me pay for it. And then they can say, then you have to, then they're going to feel that feeling. You say, well, you think you're better than me? Then y'all have that conversation. All white people, everybody ain't have to be a devil. They just don't know. Once they see, they change. We focus on the ones that don't change, but it's people changing every day. It's me as a black white who want to be married to black people now. All of it ain't the right reason. Some of that is still paternalism. It's because you marry a black man don't mean you ain't a racist or you don't have racial tendency. Just because you marry a black woman, just, just because you're a black man and you marry a black woman, don't mean both of y'all can't be racist against black people. This thing is a philosophy. You don't have to do with no people. If you keep, if you keep looking at white skin too much, you'll get tripped up every time. That's why I quit looking at white skin a long time ago. I'm looking for the system of white supremacy, not skin. That's what made people so confused. They keep concentrating trying to look for white skin, white skin, white skin, white skin, white skin, white devils, white devils, and you're going to mess up. A lot of these people just deceived, like y'all said earlier. That was sure. I'm only giving you about 30 seconds, but we're over. But I want you to jump in here. I know Brother uh, King will have some. But LSU, if you ever, ever control yourself, I want you to do it now because we're over time. And we don't have shows this long anymore. So your line is open if you want to comment for this, LSU. Your line is open right now. Real quick, real quick. Um, 
one thing you said is that if you're in the flesh and the more you cater to flesh, the more you are subject to white supremacy. That is one of the most profound, valid statements I've heard regarding white supremacy in my history of 60 years of living. Catch it, people. That's very deep. I cannot give you all the nuances and why that and the complexities behind that statement, and at some point in time, maybe we will, but that's deep. The other thing is this, is that the only way you get to be a man in America as a black man is you become a white man. And most of the ways that white <laughs> black man... <laughs> oh, oh. Man, that was a good one you just said. Say that again. Because the only that way you good. get to become a man in America is a black man is that you become a white man. And that's why mm. come John Wayne when they Yeah, when they become when our people become wealthy black men, nine out of ten of them, if they're not married to a black man before they attain wealth, they marry a white woman. Because what they're doing is they're becoming a white man. The whole process of assimilation is for us to lose our blackness and stop being unapologetically black and submerge and submit ourselves to whiteness because that's why whiteness is idolized. And I will say this on another front. One last point is this. About what Seth said in regards to the sexual thing. I, in my relationship over years, struggled many times, many, many, many with pornography. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm one of those persons to where, like, just like I went to school, studied theology, studied the Bible, when I give myself to something, I give myself completely to it. And I go the ins and the outs. I'm going to know the ups and downs, the nuances of it. And what Seth said, and I do not encourage anybody to do this, just take my word for this. What Seth said is extremely portrayed in pornography. What women, black women, would do with white men, you never see them do with black men. They only do that with white men. There was a site, I do not want to even give it out because I know some people here are listening to me, and I don't want you to be tempted in the flesh to give in to this and go in, and it can become easily an addiction. It's very powerful. But there was a site, and this whole site existed for the sole purpose of degrading black women. Now, that's the problem. Real quick, if you want, in your spare time, take your Bible, put in the word Gentile, and go through the Old Testament, especially in the prophecies, and you're going to find some amazing things. And one of the things is, is a scripture verse that I think Seth also brought this to my attention one time we were in study, and it's Jeremiah sixteen nineteen, And it says, Oh, Yahweh, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. This is when they're going to become judged, because they're going to be judged. It says, In the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanities, and things wherein there is no profit. Now, if you connect that with the first thing I just said is this, what Seth said, is that the less you walk in the flesh, the less you become subject to white supremacy. 
Because the, more the only you walk, like, you meant the more the more you, the you walk, walk in the walk. the more you walk in the flesh, the more you become subject to, uh, to white supremacy. The more you walk in the spirit, the less you become subject to white supremacy. And here's why: the spirit, those who truly are in the spirit, it says that for those who are in the spirit, who are led the spirit, they are the sons of God, because we have a citizenship in a different kingdom. And when you understand the nuances of the kingdom of God, there's no way you can become subject to white supremacy, regardless of your culture, regardless of what geographical region you may be in. People may be thinking strange and think that you're different and think that you're militant. But when you walk in the spirit and you don't cater to the flesh, white supremacy repels from you. And all those who are subject to it, meaning black people. I'm done. Ella, sure, thank you very much. I appreciate that compliment. It's not my information to fathers, but that was, that was coming from me, that was a pretty high compliment. But the father, he showed me this. I'm telling you, that giant rattled me for years, and I had to find out what it was all about. But, man, I'm going to move on and uh, try to wrap this show and get some final comments from Brother King with. But thank you for, again for tuning in tonight. Really, have, really you have to show out, out a lot. Uh, most, most welcome. I pray to the most high. I'm just a servant. Well, thank you, brother. And that was Ella Sure, y'all. He's normally one of our panelists, and hopefully he'll consider rejoining us. Uh, I know he's a busy man, but anyway, we missed that, brother. Missed his talent. But that was great. Uh, but like I say, y'all, I'm going to do a show where I'm just going to talk about sex, y'all. I'm, I bet you we might lose some callers. Maybe my people might begin. When I had backslidden, I was in the world. And uh, I had seen that giant. He, he was, I just, God was moving too slow. He was showing me some things. And um, I was in a relationship with this person that really, oh, my God, I wish I could just tell y'all everything, but I can't out of respect for this person. I was in a relationship with a person, and I promise you, I promise you, they had fantasies that was really disturbing you would be just baffled. And that site that Brother Jeshua, Brother uh, 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 Brother Shua just talked about, were they degrading black women? Y'all ready for this? Ready for this? Be careful. It's going to be deep. Guess who is mainly looking at it? A lot of them are black women. You would think it's men. It's men, true. But a lot of women, again, that's why I say we have never left the plantation. We just moved away, but they still own us. And the only way you can break away is you have got to believe. How can you not hate them? I, I, I mean, I, I can't do what you do. I can't. But that knowledge yes, you put down is, it is. Jacked up, man. <laughs> Listen, that I knowledge know. you are throwing out right now, fighting white supremacy. I don't understand why you won't love. I mean, the most I deal with. I don't understand. Well, let Tell me, me brother. Let me. That don't you. make me want to hug them. It don't. Let me say this to you. But they brother, poisoned our minds. Even in 2022, brother, you say? Brother, listen. Listen. I want to say this to you. Number one. I mean, just like just what about like, their on, children and children and children? I mean, why, why would I care? 
Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just like I'm thankful for LSU, I am so thankful for you. You have no idea. You know why I love I love you being on the show? For so you saying exactly what millions of us say. And I'm here to represent to represent a higher wisdom. This how it was in slavery. That woman, the black woman, was with the master. He was with the master. She was with the master. And when she looked at the black books out there, she couldn't help. She could holler at him if she wanted to. Even if he said, go out there and talk to the bucks, you can have a relationship with any one bucks you want. He was the man. They didn't have no power. It's the same today. Now, I know some sisters are going to call and say, I want to tell you all, I ain't never thought about no white man. I never once think about no white man, blah, 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 blah. Listen, listen. And I hear you, Brother King. I hear you being emotional. Hear me out. Hear me out. Brother, I, I, I can't help it, man. It's a philosophy. It's evil as it sounds. Listen, I hear you. I feel you. I went there. I cried. Brother, if, I, if, you, if you only knew how much I cried. I used to call black women princes, and I stopped. If I found out this, I said, I ain't calling them princes no more. They worse than we are. At least we have a, a relationship with these white women in public. They doing it. And it was a lot of them. It was a lot. Man, there was this, there was this girl in Cincinnati. Nobody knows who she is. She is in Cincinnati. And she was my ace kum boom. This girl, oh my God. Hopefully nobody no I'm not gonna call her name, but this is this is how pro black this girl was. This girl will see a, a a bus full of uh one time I was crossing the street and there was a bus full of prisoners. There was some guys in a in a bus full of prisoners. And they had their head down because they were in chains. They was taking them to prison. And she was at this red light. And this is going to show you how pro-black this girl is. All she talked about was hating white folks. I want you to listen to me, Brother Kingley. I want you to listen to me, Carla, we wrap up this show. Listen. She threw her hand up in the fist like Nelson Mandela. Every black man on that bus would lift up their head and smile. What black woman you know do some mess like that? I mean, I'm saying mess, but some powerful things like that. That was the most powerful move I ever seen a person do. She just let them say, lift your heads up. I see you. And she's a pretty black girl. She threw her hand up like that in front of all them white people. She didn't even care, like, you know, get your heads up. And they lifted up their heads and kind of smiled like, I see you, sister. That's who I was rolling with as far as one of my friends. She told me one day, Seth, some days I just want somebody to strap me full of bombs and drop me in the middle of a Cincinnati Reds game. Now, you know that's an all-white attendance. Now, those of you listening think I'm with the terrorism. I'm not. I'm just saying she used to say she fantasized about this. This girl said one more time, Sometimes I just get so mad at what they're doing to our people. I just want them to drop me from a plane with bombs strapped to me in the middle of a Cincinnati Reds game. In other words, she wanted to take out about 20,000, 30,000 people. That's what she told me. She's light-skinned. She says, when I go in the mall, they don't think I'm stealing because I'm light-skinned. So guess what? I steal. 
She used to take clothes all the time for mom. And she said, I don't even want to steal. I just steal because they're harassing my dark-skinned sisters, and they think because I'm like them. Because she could, you know, almost pass away. She said, uh-uh. And she stole a lot just because of that. So now y'all see the mindset, right, Brother Kim? You see what I'm dealing with, right? Aye, aye. Now watch this. She said her friend, her, her sister said, a mailman likes you. He was a white guy. And I say, really? She said, yeah, my friend told me this white guy liked me. I say, so what do you say about that? And her boyfriend was locked up in prison. But she's still pretty enough to get any other guy she wants. This white guy was like the UPS driver, and he started having a relationship with her. Now, brothers and sisters, I want y'all to really listen. This is a philosophy. You can hate white people all you want, but if you still inside of your mind feel like they're superior, they're smarter, they're better, that's what I'm trying to get y'all to dethrone them from your mind. They don't, they're not as happy as they look. They're not as prosperous as they look. If you keep thinking money is the, the, the management stick, you're going to bow the knee to white supremacy. But if you start thinking godly attributes are the, are the standard, then you dethrone white supremacy. They're not as powerful no more. But if you think it's all about the money and all about the stuff, the business that they got and all that, forget it. You have to bow them. You can't trick your mind. So she started having a relationship with this guy. And so she tell me everything. Remember, I have a relationship with women where they talk. My, everybody, I, that's just how we roll. She starts saying he would make deliveries, but before he made deliveries, he would come there and there was this sexual thing they would do. And I said, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no, not you. She said, yeah, can you believe that? I said, no, not you. She said, I know, I know. She <laughs> said, but he was cute. I said, but not you of all people. This is the most pro-black person you will ever meet, brothers. And then he, she said to him one day, why you always do me this way? You always do a little something and you leave. Why don't you do the whole thing? And she just said, he just, he kind of, basically he was just, he, she was just another piece to her. He was just a, just a, just, now she liked it though. Threw me out. It wasn't like she, she didn't like it. She liked it. He said he did it all the time. Before we go to work, he stopped by there. My point is this. Y'all can hate white people all you want. If you hate them, you ain't seeing them right. If you hate them, you're not seeing them right. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> okay. I, I'm at the extreme opposite. I see a people, like you say it out of your own mouth, Brother Kim and Brother Elishua said it tonight. This is a part of the solution. Surely, the Bible says, surely the Gentiles shall come from the ends of the earth and say, surely, at the end, and when it's all over, they're going to say, our fathers have inherited nothing but lies, vanities, and things of which there is no profit. That's what you got to believe when you see a lot of our white brothers and sisters. Don't hate them. Love them. Feel sorry for them, but you can't do that unless you understand that scripture. Surely our fathers wasn't about nothing. 
We didn't have nothing but lies, vanities, and things of which there is no profit. I feel sorry for anybody that say that. There was this man dying one time. I'm closing, y'all. And his he had this black friend, a white guy. They white guy went to church with this black woman. They wasn't dating or nothing. She just went to see him in the hospital. He was dying. And she had, he asked her to pray for him, brother uh, Kenwin. And she said, well, why come you can't pray? Y'all, these are true stories. I'm telling you. I'm not making this stuff up. He's dying. He said, you, he said, pray for me. She said, well, why don't you pray? You go to the same church. I go, you know God. She said, he said, yeah, but not like you know God. He said, well, what do you mean? She said, I see you at church. You pray like He said, yeah, but so-and-so, I don't know God. Like He said, we don't know God like you know God. She said, well, what do you mean? She said, black people. You better listen to me tonight. You better listen real good. Habakkuk was complaining, saying the same thing Brother King would have saying. He was angry with the Lord. He said, do you take joy in this, all this injustice? Where are you at, basically? That's why I call it the black man's book. He was just letting the father have it. And the father said, hey, you among the heathen, I'm going to do a work in your day. You won't believe it if it was told you. That's what Brother Kenwin is at right now. I'm telling him something, and he can't believe it. I'm telling you, these people are miserable. That's why they act out a lot of the stuff they're doing. They secretly are jealous of us. They secretly are jealous of us. Listen, I understand, but if you saw what I saw, because, again, I wanted to know I wanted to walk in love because the Bible says so, but I saw that giant, and I had to put all this together. And God showed me something that changed my life. Folks, he showed me how those, when they come into knowledge, not the white guy who lives next door to you. He's ignorant a lot of times. But those in power that read and know stuff that travel the world, y'all do not know the emptiness they feel. You don't know the betrayal they feel almost of their forefathers, how they've been lied to. They said, surely our fathers have lied to us. You don't know that feeling, black people. Even in your pain, you got sustenance. Your people was about something. You don't have a bad conscience when y'all have y'all get-together, family get-together, Brother Kim with you and your family. Ain't none of y'all done shot up some black folks. Y'all ain't taught. I mean, y'all ain't shot up some white people. If y'all did it with self-defense, y'all ain't went on no rampage killing white people in the backwoods, and y'all have a secret. There you sitting there eating cake and ice cream, and y'all talking about how you raped this black woman and put her in the ground. You don't even know what that's like. All your people have been the one mistreated. You don't have no legacy of blood on your hands. There ain't no blood on the Castleberry family, I guarantee you. Maybe one person might have did some, but, again, I bet it was self-defense. If you did have a white person, if I did kill a white person, probably accidental or something. You don't know what it's like to want to change, to want to live for God, and you got blood all over your hands, and you hoping you can make it into heaven, and you like that man on his sick bed saying, pray for me. Pray for me that God will receive me. You don't know what it's like. Here's a big one, Brother Castleberry. You don't know what it's like to wake up and find out 
that the earth is more white now than it ever was, and the further you go back to black it was, and at one point you were not even 1% of the world's population, so you've been lied to about your white skin and Rome and all that stuff. A lot of people was black, and they didn't tell you. It's people that know that it's the Vatican. They know that the early Romans were black. We just don't know that. You don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like to feel like you've been betrayed and you don't live all your life a lie. You do not know what that's like. It's a betrayal beyond money. Man. You can't buy your way it? out of it. Just a bunch of white people that I know personally and they're, I care for them. Right. As far as their race, um, I just hope that I got a just God that's going to really deal with their race. And uh, even the innocent, uh, I just hope revenge, man. I hope hope we got a just God, and I hope it would be worth it because we went through a number behind them. And not just them, the Asian world, too. No, I want them all to get it, man. Um, what do you what so do you mean? The what, what do you mean? What do you mean, the innocent? Huh? I mean, they're what do you mean? I, I mean, they're babies. That's what I mean when I say innocent. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the gravity of what's been done to us, I want that on them. Then afterwards, well, we'll talk. Well, listen, listen. I can't say that what you're feeling is not normal as far as mankind. It's just generally the way it happens, you know. I understand. But I just hope the Father have mercy upon you and give you what he gave me because I'm not no punk. I'm not I don't no know if I want it, but you got it. I, I mean. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, mm. let me wrap up. Mm. Let me just wrap up. Let me wrap up. Listen. Okay. I, I, let brother, me say my little Kim. spiel before you. Oh, don't I just want to wrap up. Go ahead, wrap up. Okay. All right, all right. I'm glad to be on the show. And toward the end there, I got stuck. Feelings are coming out. But, man, I am really am a humble guy. Don't hate. But, I mean, this is a hard subject, okay? Uh, please forgive me. Good. Thanks for having me on the show. And I look forward to uh, uh, tuning in, uh, what, tomorrow, Monday. All right. Well, thank you. Let me say this to you, Brother King. I thank you. Thank you very much. Let me just say this to you before we both run. And those listening. Folks, I'm not acting. I'm not making this is not make believe. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be like the perfect Christian and, and I really feel like Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin is honest as it comes. I thank God and thank the most high Yah for him because he thinks like I did and the Father has to deliver me. I can't say I hate it. But I know I was jealous for a while. See, a lot of times what you're hearing out of people is jealousy. But the king, I think it's some jealousy and probably some real hatred. But I don't know if it's real hatred, hatred. I've learned something about a lot of our people. they just angry at what happened. And that anger is so pure and real, it sounds like hatred. Now, I don't know if he do it, don't that's the father's calling. But let me just say this to him and everybody listening. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Foxes on Network. Again, I'm Brother Seth. I'm the Five on Network, and I'm talking about the King and Casper. But the Casper, please hear me. I did a lot of interviews 
Some of it was bogus as a, they didn't know who I was, and some of them, I did know who I was. I didn't get people that I love, people that, friends, I'm sure I have talked to Lindsay, Brother John, talk about, we've all talked about these topics. I'm telling you, when I say I love every single one of you at the end of the show, I'm not playing. White people are not who you think they are. They're not who you think they are. And I'm going to tell you this. It's like a coworker told me one time, and I will call her name, Susan Abuobay. She got a Abuobay name because she married this guy from another country, but she really is a typical white lady. And she told me something one day that blew me away. She said, I admire your, your people. I said, well, okay. She said, no, Seth, I really, really admire black people. I said, why? She said, I'm Irish. And we don't have nothing to fight for. All I know is about your green pinch people and no little Irish jokes in the internet. You see, but our black people have so much to live for, so many reasons to have unity. They have a struggle. They have a pride. If I got a dollar for every time I heard a white person say something like that, I'm talking about people that really get to know you. See, Brother Kenway, it sounds like to me you don't have a lot of white people that really talk that fear that, that they have. You're not close to it. Just know them, laugh, eat together, and y'all go your separate ways. I, I got it might be my look. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I've got into some serious stuff like talking about Bible leprosy and why we white and white skin and it being recessive. I've talked to some serious stuff about racism and white. I mean, you know, I'm going to have a guy on next week, hopefully Tuesday, hopefully Monday night and, and uh, tomorrow night. Actually, we'll see if, if Troy can come on, but he's one of them. Brother, listen, a lot of these white people, you, you're thinking, you're talking about you want to face their will. They don't know nothing about none of this. They I don't care. What, I don't listen, care. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I, hear you. I don't care if they don't know. Don't, I don't care. I got you. We don't know. We didn't know. We. What about us? Right. We. Should we still bugged out to this day. We trying to save them? What are we doing, really? No, no, listen. Here's what I want to say. I want our oppression to stop. I want us to free ourselves from white supremacy. I want us to become whole again. I don't want nobody suffering. Now, what the Most High going to do, he going to do. I and the Bible tells me to do this. It tells me to do what I'm telling you right now. I am supposed to want peace and, 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 and no, nobody mistreat nobody. That's why I'm on this blog. I don't want no damnation to come. Now, if a white man about to kill me or something in my house, I got to blow his brains out. But, I mean, other than that, I don't want to put no harm on them unless they're threatening me. I don't want no harm to come to them. Okay, I don't want them to go through what we went through. I know you better say, I do. Okay, that's fine. I got you. But it, it was too painful. No human being should go through what we went through. Nobody. And the father said, I well, want to be I agree right there. I agree with what you said, but we got to end this show. I agree right there. No human being. But at the same time, uh, these they're too proud. If there's not another race of people that I want to see do that, <laughs> I want to see them go through that. It's them. And you know Africans were bad. 
Uh, yeah, a bunch of Asian worlds back. Oh, but back race well, days? Put it like this. Yeah. Let's put it like okay. this. Let's say they went through everything we went through. If they went through everything we went through, sooner yeah. or later, there's going to be another Brother Kenwin White on a show. He's going to be saying. No, sir, it won't. This is, listen, I'm just saying pain. Okay, let me just say this and I'm going to wrap up. God got to heal that in you because you're not scriptural right now. You're not. It's not what the Bible tells us. The Bible said do good to them that despitefully use you. And the reason why is not to be a sucker. Listen, it's not to be a sucker. It's not because you're stupid. It's not because God is soft. God's saying, I'm going to repay. I got this. But your job is mm-hmm. because you know why? You know why? Because if you go doing what God's going to do, then you're just going to create an enemy, and they're going to be an enemy forever. But if you love him, they're going to be able to say, I ain't, he ain't never done nothing for me, he never done nothing to me, and they're going to feel bad. It's going to work on their conscience, and some white people are going to come around. But if you go to doing stuff, trying to talk about hurting white people, they ain't done nothing, you ever going to go out here and somebody ain't done nothing, you're going to start something. So you're just looking to just go through hell. And then when you die, your kids are going to go through hell. Y'all be just fighting, fighting, fighting. The way I'm doing it, they don't. Those that really just deceive, they're going to see such as good guy, they're going, to, they're going to come to God. I can reach them to my God who's going to require them to change. Again, I think when I hear people talking like you, Brother Kevin, and I'm wrapping up, you're just telling me that you don't know white people. you want them black people that seeing them like a lot of white people. See, black people, they see them at the mall and then. You you like a lot of white people. It's got all these crazy thoughts about black people because they see them, but they don't really get to know them because there's white people you can talk to, and I promise you, when you get done, you'll be like, Seth, I was wrong. I'm sorry. They hate slavery. They hate those white people that did slavery. They would have shot them on the spot. Yes, they would have. Oh, yeah, right. Listen, listen, listen. Don't forget, people dying right now. There's people in the grave right now. Remember the white guy up in New York? I forget his name. Everybody talk about him, how he was killing white people. He was a white guy who was against slavery, and he was literally killing white people. What yeah, you know, I know there's some, there's some great guys. There's some great guys. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. So the way you talking, you still want him dead, too. So if you just saw him, you'd have killed him. My point is this. No, Hatred don't solve no. nothing. Hatred, hatred. It ain't no kind of solution. It ain't no kind of solution. It ain't never been no solution. You're part of the problem when you hate. So listen, if nothing else, just go with the scriptures and love. I got to wrap this show. I thank you for coming on, Brother King. I got to wrap this show. Right. Peace out, man. All right. All right. That's Brother King and Casper. Isn't he one of the most honest guys you have ever heard? I appreciate that, Brother. I hope you know that. Listen, I got to wrap this show. I just want to thank everybody for tuning into the show tonight. Wow. I love that brother. Golly. He just brought out all that in me. If it was a good show, it's probably him. He brought it out. And I feel him. I feel him. This song is going to tell the whole story, what we need to do moving forward. See you tomorrow night and Thursday night. Just
Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.